0: Talk Live is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the cycle CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We'll start things out. Uh, we'll talk about the election last night. Or yesterday, here in a moment, Uh, some interesting results coming out of that, especially for the Ron Paul camp. But first, we go to your phone calls and talk to Mark in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Mark.
1: Hey, guys. Uh, This is my first time calling, so bear with me if I'm a little nervous.
0: What's on your mind tonight, sir?
1: Uh, In the interest of bringing up stories that you've done before, uh, yesterday you did a story about uh, the cops in Albany who uh, inserted his uh, finger inside a woman's vagina. I actually served as a juror in a very similar case just this last month, over here in California.
2: Hmm, really?
1: Yeah, it was after 1 a.m., a lone woman, college age, she was driving around in a neighborhood she wasn't very familiar with, and uh, a cop started following her around and pulled her over and then proceeded to pat down her. And since the rules are that there's supposed to be a female officer uh, patting down a female, Mm -hmm. but... He went ahead and uh, patted her down, asked her if uh, she could check her vagina. And I guess it was because uh, there was another witness that drove by as this was happening. So the police actually took this rather seriously when they uh, called in, both separately and independently, about this story. And within a couple hours, they put together a takedown team to uh, bring the cop in uh, right after uh, he came in that morning. So he asked what's her permission.
2: These, yeah, what's one of these takedown teams yeah, look like?
1: He asked permission and I guess she just didn't know any better. Right. And she just sort of went along with it, but afterwards she called in to uh to uh to uh, report that.
0: Well, we know that from uh from different various uh stories in regards to police abuse. We know that the police have a way with words that can make a request sound like an order. So who knows, he could have said something like, "I'm and now I'm going to need to check your vagina for drugs, ma'am, if that's okay." And she, of course, taking his authoritarian demeanor at its face, believed that probably was more, the, more of a order than a request, even though it might have simply been a request and, and allowed him to do it. But, Mark, what was your question?
2: I was wondering what one of these takedown teams looks like. What, what do they do when, uh, when they bring a cop in like this?
1: Well, we had uh, officers in uh, that were part of the takedown team. It, and it's just, I guess, uh, enough cops to take it down somebody who – because you know, he has a gun because he's an officer – so obviously, we yeah. want to have enough people to take him in
0: in case he uh, goes crazy or whatever. So yeah, the, like you were on the, you were sitting on the jury for judging the cop. I
1: was an, I was an alternate juror uh, in the case against this cop. Yes, and something interesting that came up during the trial. You know, going in, I was thinking. Okay, I don't know what this case is about. I'm thinking about jury nullification. I'm not going to say anything. I think Nick said, uh, had some advice yesterday, saying, eh, don't say anything about jury nullification. See if you get on the jury, right?
0: Yeah, it's a bad idea. i uh, will throw you right out.
1: Right. So I got on there, and I didn't really expect jury nullification to become an issue because it was an assault case. It wasn't like uh, one of those crimes by fiat, like a drug crime, right, a victimless crime or yeah. anything like that. I thought, you know, okay, no issue there. But then when the charges were read up, you know, I started thinking about it. Uh, And there were two charges, two separate charges for vaginal penetration by a foreign object. And the reason there were two charges is because during uh, the search, he inserted his finger once. A car came by. He, I guess out of fear or something, briefly took his finger out and then put it back in. And that counted as two separate charges. And I'm thinking, wait a minute, that's, that's not right. I think the prosecutor is getting ahead of herself on this. It's kind of like, you know, say if you hit somebody two times and you're charged with two separate assault charges, for, one for each punch. So that didn't really sit well for me, but I was an alternate and I didn't get chosen. If I had been able to deliberate on the jury, then I think I would have gone after that.
3: So did it get found guilty?
1: yeah he was found guilty on all charges
3: good what's the difference if he did it once or twice? He still did it i mean that I would be that's a, what that would be a lame technicality if if uh uh you know one of them were di- one of the charges were dismissed
1: sometimes there are mandatory sentencing charges. I know there was a case of i guess this guy had child pornography on his computer the cop. and the prosecutor wow. decided to uh charge him separately for possession of child pornography for each individual picture. And since, because of mandatory sentencing laws, that ended up being, when you did the math, maybe a couple hundred years, maybe more.
0: Wow. Well, you know, when it comes to child pornography, there's no victim in possessing the pictures. But when it comes to this young lady in the car, obviously she was a victim, and I could care less if they charged her twice, or charged the guy twice, or, or four times in, in that particular case. So One violation, two violation, he's... He's out of control, and I'm glad they put him away. And thank you for the call tonight. In the story, we appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231, The cycle C A I toll free
2: line. It seems uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I, in that particular case where you're talking about uh, child porn, charging him for every picture seems a little excessive.
0: But yeah, but but on the double charges for the violation, he's a cop. I mean, he's supposed to be somebody that people look up to as and trust. Uh, yeah, and trust. trust. Uh, I, think and so I think you should have.
2: I think you should have gotten one charge, like he said, and then uh, the maximum. for that charge. one eight
0: hundred two All right, let's go to Dave in Ohio, listening on WAIS. Hello, Dave.
4: Hi, guys. How you hey, doing? What's on your mind tonight? Um, I was a little upset about the election yesterday. What about it? Well, first off, I went in the election place, and I had my own ID,
0: mm-hmm.
4: and they said I would have to vote provo- uh, for regional.
0: You have to vote and what now? For regional?
4: regional. Provisional. Provisional. What does that mean? Not my address, but... And it was recorded in the book as my new address. And they said I need to change my address, and finally someone said all you have to do is look at the last four digits of his Social Security number, and I could vote regularly. And then I ordered the Republican ticket. I voted for Ron Paul, and I got all the circles filled in, mm-hmm. and I put in the machine, and the thing went beep, beep, beep. This ballot is incomplete.
0: You're supposed to fill out the entire ballot in Ohio? Yeah. So they won't let you not vote for some uh, offices?
4: some Some of the offices were... Had no Republican running in this election. Okay. Like county prosecutor there was no. So did you Republican. go back in
0: and like just fill in uh, whoever it was? That it was if it was an uncontested race. Do you have to fill in the blanks for that? Is that the idea? Uh. Did they let you get away with it, Dave?
4: There on the Democratic side, there was uncontested. Well. But not on the Republican side. So
0: did they end up taking the ballot? What happened?
4: I put in the machine and I hit a step after it went beep, 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 beep.
0: Okay, so they took it in. It's like a warning then. Basically, they were just warning you, hey, you didn't fill out your entire ballot, and you said, all right, that's okay. They didn't want to vote for these other jackballs. They just wanted to vote for Ron Paul. Dave, thanks for the call tonight. Okay, thank you. Thank you, 800-259-9231. So, speaking of Ron Paul... He did, uh, let's see, what are the results from yesterday? He got 5% in Dave's Ohio there. Uh, Rhode Island, he pulled in, I think it was 7%. Yep. And then Vermont, 7%. So, again, Paul doing very well in the North as compared to the South. Yeah, you would have uh, thought he would have done better in Texas. I mean, 5% in Texas. Yeah. 5%. Now, he he whooped up on uh, his challenger in the congressional election. Mm-hmm. What was it, like two, over 2-to-1 two um, margin so, I think he got about seventy percent in the final uh, the final results from his district that he's won what ten times now this might be his eleventh time, i think uh his his eleventh term beginning in Congress. He just cleaned the 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 clock of the neocon Republican that was up against him, and that's good too, because it seemed like the news media was kind of agitating for the win of the the neocon. Uh, they were suggesting that Ron Paul might not win this time around, but he uh, he whooped his butt.
2: Yeah, they 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 certainly added a lot of contention to that race where there didn't seem to be any because it was just a, it was a landslide. Yeah. So um, you know, all the fear that Ron was going to lose and he's too much of a maverick for his, you know, the voters didn't know
0: how much of a maverick he was. Please, they must have known, right? And the. Uh there's no Democratic opponent for Ron, so he's in. He's back in. Uh, that was the deciding election for him for his uh, his representative seat. So now he can focus back on the presidential campaign. Now that he's won his representative seat, and guess who dropped out today? Old Huckabee. Huckabee. So now it's Ron Paul and John McCain. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the cycle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are totally free, so enjoy those, including the wiki. We've got over 1,500 pages created by listeners just like you. Go and edit the wiki to your heart's content at wiki.freetalklive.com. W-I-K-I dotfreetalklive.com. Dot now you can save time and money on common legal matters created by top attorneys. Legalzoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. Legalzoom.com. Use the code FTL to save 10 bucks. That's Legalzoom.com. So Ron Paul victorious yesterday uh, just trouncing his neoconservative opponent in the Texas Republican primary. Didn't do as well in the uh, various different presidential primaries, but he did around wh- what he'd been getting. Ron ha- Paul has at least been consistent uh, in getting four to seven percent uh, in various different states, depending in the on the primaries,
2: and it'd been, he's yeah. done up to twenty percent almost in caucuses. The
0: caucuses he's done very well in, uh, but in but in the primaries, New Hampshire still holds the title. I believe, according to freestateblogs.net, still holds the title of being the number one top primary vote-getter for Ron Paul. Uh, again, though, Vermont, New York, uh, Rhode Island, all coming in close to New Hampshire with, I think, 6 or 7%. And again, the South... Doing awful for Ron Paul. Usually three to five percent in the South, as opposed to seven or eight percent up north. So clearly, was, wasn't, much, wasn't there one state I think it was Louisiana
3: where he did pretty well.
0: There was an exception, yes, yeah. but generally in the South, Ron Paul not doing so hot. Uh, however, of course, uh, Huckabee has dropped out today, which is good news. Of course, the media has anointed McCain as the uh, the winner. But as uh, Gene the Christian Anarchist had uh, had called in to point out, you know, if something drastic happens to John McCain within the next few months, it Still could be anybody's game, yeah. Uh, and it, I don't know if that. I guess the convention isn't brokered or whatever because McCain's pretty much walked away with that. But you know, uh, I've,
2: I've said all, all along, and I I'd st- I still say it: the Republicans don't have a chance in this presidential campaign unless Ron Paul takes the nomination. It's true. Um, the fact is that America's sick of this war, and they're sick of um, you know, the neocons, the way they've been running the the, the economy. And those two things are going to sink any Republican that's out there.
0: Well, well politicians Paul, don't run the economy. They but they, they can people, interfere with the economy. Th- that's what they're doing. Okay. I mean, you know, There's I mean, a difference. They're they interfering they with the economy. So uh, just real quick, here's the statement from Ron. Uh, some of his comments from last night, his victory statement, according to the Lou Rockwell blog. Quote, I'm honored that the voters in the 14th District expressed their continued confidence in my leadership by overwhelmingly re-electing me to the House of Representatives. I have no Democrat opponent in November and will serve another term in Congress while I'll continue my battle on behalf of taxpayers. My message of limited government and upholding the Constitution has once again been endorsed by the voters of the 14th District. They understand and support the battle that I've waged for 30 years to make the federal government smaller, to reduce wasteful government spending, to balance the budget, and to promote a foreign policy that always puts America first. The freedom of message, uh, the message of freedom is popular, and I will continue to trumpet it in Congress and across America. And again, his uh, press, uh, his press guy for the presidential campaign has once again reiterated that Ron Paul has said he will stay in the presidential race as long as his supporters would like him to do so, as long as they continue sending money in. And the last time I looked, Ron Paul had raised over six million dollars in this quarter, and this quarter is still not over yet. So. He's still in the race. He's still got money in the bank. I'd love to
3: see how much he has compared to old John McCain.
2: Yeah, I would too. I, you know, he's got to have money left over from that twenty million—a bunch of it.
3: And I still don't know how they're going to get around the fact that John McCain wasn't born in America. That's, part, that's part of the Constitution. You yeah. know? Well, it's um, interesting if, you If bring you're that born up. a
2: citizen, you know it, it's difficult to say um, exactly. There's different interpretations of that. You don't actually have to be born on uh, American soil. Some people contend, but just at, born an American, to two Americans, and and you know they were on an Amer- American military base in Panama. So we'll see how that goes. Well, maybe that would. I don't be. think we have. The, I don't. I don't think it's going to be an issue, Wayne.
3: <laughs> Yeah, they don't follow the Constitution anyway, so what's the difference?
0: Well, that that much is true, and you'd also think they would have figured that out by now. I mean, if he had uh, qualified to run for president, you'd think they would have checked on that. But then again, that that story did make the New York Times last week. So it had been reported. We had mentioned it here a couple weeks back. Lou Rockwell and uh, some other websites, Prison Planet, also were talking about this. And now the New York Times has picked up on it. And according to them, the question has nagged at the parents of American born outside of the, uh, the continental United States for generations. Dare their children aspire to grow up and become president? In the case of Senator John McCain, the issue is becoming more than a matter of uh, parental daydreaming. McCain's likely nomination as the Republican candidate for president and the happenstance of his birth in the Panama Canal zone in 1936 are reviving a musty debate that has surfaced periodically since the founders first set quill to parchment and declared that only a natural-born citizen can hold the nation's highest office. Almost since those words were written in 1787 with scant explanation, their precise meaning has been the stuff to confusion. Law school review articles, whisper campaigns, and civics class debates over whether only those delivered on American soil can truly be natural born. To date, no American to take the presidential oath has had an official birthplace outside of the 50 states. There are powerful arguments that Senator McCain or anyone else in this position is constitutionally qualified, but there is certainly no precedent, said an associate professor at Catholic University. It's not a slam-dunk situation. See, he was born on a military installation in the Canal Zone where his mother and father, a Navy officer, were stationed. His campaign advisors say they're comfortable that McCain meets the requirement, and note the question was researched for his first presidential bid in 1999 and reviewed again this time around. But given mounting interest, the campaign recently asked the former Solicitor General, now advising him to prepare a detailed legal analysis, he said he still needed to finish his research, but he doesn't have much doubt about it. Uh, One of the senators from South Carolina said it would be incomprehensible to him if the son of a military member born in a military station could not run for president. And, you know, I don't really know. I don't really care that much, but right. I just
2: think it's interesting. If Americans cared about freedom and cared about fiscal responsibility, personal responsibility in their own lives, this wouldn't be an issue because John McCain would have never had a chance. Uh, yeah, that's you know, true. So, I, mean, I don't know. I, I, it, I don't think John McCain could get elected a, um, at this point anyway.
3: You know, it's gonna, Agreed here, too. I it, agree with that. Unless
2: it's Ron Paul as the nominee, it's going to be the Democrats. It's going to be Hillary or, or Barack
0: 800 259 Also, a little bit more news from yesterday's election. This came out of Vermont. Actually, voters in Brattleboro, as well as one other town in Vermont, voted eh, pretty substantially. Definitely a majority vote. Two, over 2,000 votes in favor, seven, about 1,800 against. Voters in Brattleboro said they believe President Bush and Vice President Cheney should be arrested for violating the Constitution if they ever happen to visit Brattleboro.
2: Now... <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope all the uh, you know up here in Keene, um, and I imagine that the problem is uh, pretty similar in Rattleboro. The roads look like crap, and the local politicians think that uh, this is the best way to spend their time. This is ludicrous.
0: I've got to say, it's just dumber than hell. I don't know if it was a politician who did this. It may have been one of the uh, the people fact that the politicians
2: the didn't say this is irrelevant. Get out of here.
0: Get out of here. Well, now, Mark, there's probably a, a process. Now, I don't know. I don't have the details in front of me here, but there's probably a process to get things on the ballot. And they can't just say to a voter, you know, I'm sorry, you can't put this on our ballot. He got the, I believe they got the required number of signatures to get this on there, and that's that's how the system works. So someone used the system it's to put my this under- on there. It's
2: my understanding that there was
0: a. a great I think deal, this is
2: great. It's it's uh, it's my understanding that there's a great deal of uh a discussion that went on inside the uh, the, the city chambers too. Oh you know? okay,
0: whatever. But the point is, uh, the people of Brattleboro have voted to arrest uh, Bush and Cheney. I think that's very interesting. They're not going to go the there,
3: roads, that's shall a, we? That's like Hillary giving the keynote at the country music awards i don't understand understand. (laughs) it's not going to happen she'd be (laughs) booed off the stage more on the way you can take control bring up
0: anything 800-259-9231 in fact george bush has not visited vermont as a matter of fact he's probably never going to more coming up it's free talk live
3: scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other oxytocin. And for the first time with Liquid Trust, you can harness this power. Buy Liquid Trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com. Use code FTL to get free shipping.
0: This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features, we give away, updates included. Get on the list to keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list That's updates.freetalklive.com.
2: Don't beg, don't fight, don't depend on democracy. The only way to get your liberty is to build it yourself. Read Freedom Engineering, an anarcho-capitalist adventure series at www.freedom-engineering.com. That's freedom-engineering.com.
0: 1-800-259-9231. Still to come, Uh, I did promise last night we'd get to the 20 things you can do to improve your finances. We'll touch on that, Uh, but first... To MSNBC, for a dead woman, Laura Todd is awfully articulate. Todd says, I don't think people realize how difficult it is to be dead when you're not. (laughs) And she is very much alive and kicking in Nashville, Tennessee, even though the federal government has said otherwise for many years. Todd's struggle started eight years ago with a typo in government records. The government has reassured her numerous times that it's cleared up the confusion, but the problems keep coming. Most recently, the IRS again rejected her electronics tax, uh, electronic tax return. She said, I'll, I will not be eligible for my refund. I'm not eligible for my rebate. I mean, I can't do anything with it. And Laura Todd's not alone. She's one of the tens of thousands of living, breathing Americans whom the federal government has wrongly declared dead. By one measure, more than 35 per day. They found that over 35 living American people every single day have been marked as dead in the federal government's (laughs) databases. You're dead now, son. The problem begins at the Social Security Administration, keeper of most of the records uh, tabulating deaths in the United States. Like other government agencies, the IRS, with whom Todd has most recently tangled, relies on Social Security's database, said the spokes bureaucrat for the IRS. When Social Security determines that an eligible current or future beneficiary has died, it closes the person's entry in its case processing and management system, or CPMS. Now, I don't know. There's more to the story, and we'll get to that. But I don't really see what the problem is here. Uh, Fill out your W-2s to where no withholding and take all your money home. The federal government thinks you're dead? Hallelujah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) How how can I get them to think I'm dead? (laughs) When the social security, uh, excuse me, the system is only as good as the data it receives, and sometimes that's not very good. Todd, for example, was killed when someone in Florida died and her social security number was accidentally typed in. Uh, Oops. I wondered
2: what the typo was. I couldn't quite imagine. Dyslexic typist.
0: Since then, her tax returns have repeatedly been rejected, and her bank closed her credit card account. I guess that could be problematic uh She says one time when I was ruled that hey, look I'd rather not pay taxes and never have a credit card, yeah, no doubt about that, and you could always get a prepaid credit. you could always get one of those prepaid cards too, if you wanted to yeah uh with all the money you'd save in taxes, you could just load that onto a prepaid card and you'd you'd be good, yeah. Uh, one time, when I was ruled dead, they got uh, they canceled my health insurance because it got that far. She said, <laughs> Tony Anderson of Muncie, Indiana, expired when someone in the government pushed the wrong button, making the records declare that it was she and not her husband who died on November eighth. Hmm. Social Security even sent this letter, dear Mr. Anderson, our condolences on the loss of Mrs. Anderson. <laughs> Social Security concedes that there is a problem. The accuracy of death information is critical to the agency and its beneficiaries, as well as other state, uh, state, federal, and local government agencies. It said in a 2006 report, input of an erroneous death entry can lead to benefit termination and result in financial hardship for the beneficiary. Well, first of all, you should have saved your own damn money. You shouldn't count ever on the government to come to your aid, whether right. it be rescuing you from a hurricane or gi- giving you aid in old age.
3: They're just stealing it. Just so you know, folks. I mean, the money's just getting stole. You know, the first thing I thought of when you when you started reading the story was she was screaming, "Mommy forgot to give me my allowance." Mm. Yeah, that's because her own money. The factor.
0: Anderson uh, lost her monthly Social Security disability check. She hasn't been able to make her house payments and mm. faces foreclosure. Her Medicaid benefits were also suspended, creating a uh, crushing burden as she battles breast and possibly bone cancer. She said that they've seen me four times, so they know I'm alive. It's just a matter of being able to get me alive in the system. That isn't as easy as showing up at the Social Security office and saying hello. They say an erroneous death record can be removed only when it's presented with proof the original record was entered in error. How do you prove that? How do
2: you prove somebody made a mistake typing in a, a social security number at a
0: government office? Obviously, these people are having a very difficult time doing that, Mark. Uh, and this is getting the government to change its databases in some certain ways can be very difficult. Look at the uh, the one that, what is it, the no-fly list. That's what it is. Mm. When you go to the airport, they run your name against this no-fly list. And if your name comes up as a match, if the same name's on the no-fly list, you don't get to fly. You don't fly. And th- there's no process to get off of the list. The only people who've ever managed to get off the list are people who are very well politically connected, like Ted Kennedy, for instance. And they can. And the fact that he got on just shows something about the uh, no-fly list. Right. Yeah. Well, and what if your name is Bob Smith? That's, that's a it, great question. It's, it's, it's it, what happens is you don't fly. So there's no process there. Those people are just screwed. They uh, they just they're just SOL. And the same thing here. In several audits, the Social Security Inspector General found that while documentation was required to delete a death record, resurrecting it in their language, people could, be, people could be recorded as dead with much less paperwork. I see. He's saying that in order to resurrect it, it takes a lot more work than it does to kill someone off mm. in the system. For one thing, the agency said it found that deaths were not always verified before the payments were stopped. For another, we found it was not necessary to enter a date of death in the system to close a case based on death. This created a potential for open cases to be improperly classified as processed due to death In the system, moreover, until recently, too many people had open access to death records, which are supposed to be protected by top-secret restrictions. That door has since been closed, but the inspector general said the government can ensure the accuracy of records before mid-2006. In September of 2006, the inspector general's office tried to get a fix on how many people Social Security was improperly killing off by reviewing updates to their death master file. In all, Social Security officials had to resurrect 23,336 or 366 people from January of 2004 to September of 2005. In other words, over a period of 21 months, Social Security was presented with irrefutable evidence that it had been killing more than 1,100 people a month or more than 35 people a day. And that was when it was presented with irrefutable evidence. evidence. So how many more people have been marked dead in our dealing with this situation? Two months later, in November of 2006, the Inspector General looked specifically at 251 cases of people whom the agency continued to issue checks, even though Medicare records said they were dead. Of the 251 individuals in our population, 86 are deceased and their payments should be terminated. The remaining 165 are actually alive and their payments were incorrectly terminated. That's sixty-five percent, which the audit said can cause undue hardship for the individuals and create public relations problems. Well, it's not like anyone cares about public relations problems when it comes to the government, right? They don't. They really. You, it doesn't matter what how good their uh, public uh, image is. You don't have a choice but to deal with them. Yeah, they uh, they're going to get funded whether or not you are interested in dealing with them or not and uh most people don't know that they do have a choice mark most people don't know that they have the choice though mm. you do have the choice to not pay social security but they don't realize that and I certainly their it. employers don't know so their employers wouldn't know how i to go don't know, about know that, that
2: employers necessarily uh have the choice under the under the system to not um you know Maybe right.
0: I don't know. Uh, well, here's one other thing: the Social Security doesn't do well is immediacy. The agency processed more than half a million requests for hearings in fiscal year 2006 of all types, not just those involving wrongful death terminations. And the Inspector General reported in yet another audit last May the average processing time for a Social Security hearing in general. Go ahead, take a stab. A hearing. They want to you, to hear your case. Six months. Four years. 483 days. Mm. So, well over a year. If a ruling goes to appeal, tack on another 203 days. You know,
2: the the number I was using there with four years is I uh, entered in, uh, you know, as you know, I was uh, convicted of a felony back in uh, 1989. Um, I entered in 2004 for a clemency in
0: Florida, and I haven't heard back from them. 1-800-259-9231. There's no sense of urgency when it comes to government because, again, they have no accountability because you can't, in most cases, you can't choose to not deal with them. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. The phone lines are available for you to take control of the airwaves. Toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the Sacle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. And if you like the show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at the Free Talk Live store. Get all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise. Good quality products as well, including uh, hoodies and T-shirts and hats and more. Head over to store.freetalklive.com. You'll learn how you can get a free copy of Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted video as well as a free bumper sticker all there at store.freetalklive.com. Let us go to the Ampline. Talk to Sean in Virginia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Sean. Hi. Hey, what's on your mind?
5: Uh, I just wanted to ta- uh, ask Mark if he thinks he's become more um, anti-government in the past. I guess I've been listening a while. I don't know. On and off for like a year, maybe, maybe more. I don't know.
2: Well... <laughs> You know, I've, I've got to say that uh, something something happened to me uh, at the, uh, the the Liberty Forum. Uh, it, you know, there was the Ron Paul uh, primary here in New Hampshire two days after the Liberty Forum, and at the Liberty Forum, uh, Bob Schultz found out that the the We the People. Uh, Case to the Supreme Court had been turned down, where they, uh, you know, they wanted the Supreme Court to rule on the right to redress a grievance, and the Supreme Court. Yeah, I got an email
3: about that. Yeah, I know
2: They said they they said that we're not gonna, uh, you know, rule on that. Sorry, and so they (laughs) let let stand a lower circuit court um, ruling, which was completely irrelevant. Any any jackball could look at this and see that, you know, it just had nothing to do with the redress of grievance. They 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 didn't even uh, approach the issue and i at that point I, I realized you know there's there's just not going to be any the federal government isn't going to rein itself in you can't use the uh, mechanisms of the federal government there's just too much money and too much power at stake with the federal government as far as i'm concerned i love america um you know i I'm, I'm, I'm a patriotic guy but the, the, somebody has gotten a hold of her and twisted her into this this
0: uh, disgusting thi- power hungry thing Four and it 's just over i, I don 't think just as an uh, to insert something there i don 't think that the term anti government is something that any of us should be labeling ourselves with. Uh, I like the uh, the shift in sort of shifting people 's perspective by saying that we, we need to get away from is getting away from the authoritarian model of government and shift to a more voluntary uh, mo- a voluntary structure and or you could even mm-hmm. call it a voluntary model of government because i i 've pretty much come to the conclusion that uh, we just can 't disabuse people. From the concept of government, they telling them we need to get rid of government is going to scare the crap out of them. But if you talk about how maybe government could be d- done differently on a voluntary basis, maybe that won't be as scary. So even I have sort of shifted uh, in a different direction.
3: Wayne, your thoughts on all this? Yeah, I agree. I, I think that that is scary, and it's way over what, what's known as gradient. You know, if you if you start talking about the things that we talk about on Free Talk Live to your average person in the street. They're going to look at you like you're nuts because they're so indoctrinated into statism, whether they're Republican or Democrat. So what I always start out with people is I try to uh, expound to them that – and I try to lay this out simply and quickly – is that civilized people do things on a voluntary basis and thugs do things by coercion and force. Absolutely. Simple. And let them think about that for a few days. Sean?
5: Yeah. um, I don't know
0: how
2: I really have nothing to say. <laughs> oh there know. you go. You got your question well, answered. I answered your question that I guess I've been uh, yeah. become more uh less central government focused. I really you know, I just don't don't um you know, I just don't think there's anything saving uh the federal government here in the United States. And the best thing to do is You're for You're okay
0: with the New Hampshire go- government? government.
2: Yeah, well, I I'm, I'm okay with it. As far as I'm concerned, I'd like to secede my little plot of land um, from the uh, fr- from the uh, system too. as it were, as it were. But, you know, that's that's probably not going to happen. What are you going to call
0: it? Markistan or something? I, I like...
2: Uh, my, my real last name is Edgington, and then uh, many towns use... Uh, you know They'll use ton at the end instead of town, so I like Edgington-ton, just because it's
0: silly. You can just <laughs> insert a W, and then it'd be Edgingtown. Yep, I could do that, too. Yeah, there you go. John, that sounds better, but, but I do We appreciate it. 800-259-9231 funny. is the cycle CAI toll-free line. So, I think that... This is one of the reasons. That shifting people's perspective away from the authoritarian model of government to a to a voluntary order is very important to me. And so we're going to be doing this outreach event here in Keene soon uh, called Freedom Fest, uh, presuming we haven't been arrested before Freedom Fest actually happens. Why would I, that happen? Well, I've heard that some of the people that are planning on going to Freedom Fest are going to go to Boston uh, like a couple weeks before. Where they're going to be having one of those Federal Reserve protests? Mm. I guess I haven't heard anything about it. Well, apparently, uh, in the various different Federal Reserve cities, they're going to be protesting outside of the whatever the Federal Reserve bank is there, and they're talking about burning dollar bills, which is a federal offense.
3: What if you make like get Monopoly money and burn that instead, or something that's a facsimile? No, knowing
0: these activists, they will b- burn the actual federal dollar bills. So. Uh. They might end up getting put in federal uh, the federal prison. But either way, the uh, the Freedom Fest event is going to go on. And instead of doing Operation Politically Homeless, which is what I normally do, normally I uh, go and the advocates for self-government have created this wonderful event in a box uh, called Operation Politically Homeless. And the idea is you quiz somebody. And you can go to quiz.freetalklive.com to take the world's smallest political quiz for yourself, see what it's about. It's a 10-question quiz. And then based on their answers, you put them up on a chart. And you'll show them you know, whether they're liberal or conservative or centrist or authoritarian or libertarian. And it's a wonderful outreach event. I'm not, I don't want to knock Operation Politically Homeless. In fact, I might go back to it if this experiment of mine doesn't work very well. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the Mark Stevens smallest, or excuse me, shortest political quiz. He has the world's shortest political quiz, and I'm going to be administering that. Instead of operation politically. Homeless. And what is
2: the shortest political quiz?
0: The shortest political quiz is is one question. Mm-hmm. You ask people, should products or services be provided at the point of the gun? Uh
2: huh. Or at gunpoint. And so, um, th- yes or no. There's only two choices there: right. statist or libertarian.
0: It's yes or no. Right. <laughs> so uh, well, I'm
2: just saying, what are the results if you answer yes or no? I,
0: that, that's what I haven't figured out yet. I'm uh, debating, and I'd love to have you guys input here as to what you think I should do. I love that. It's so succinct. It is succinct. It's, it's a brilliant. question, and you've thrown it right back on their lap. Well, and it, it really does cut to the root of the, the issue. Instead of putting up, you know, these other political options that people can think that they are, liberal or conservative, it's, you're either on our side or you're not. And so, but here's my, here's my first uh, question. With Operation Politically Homeless, you always have this big poster-sized chart that you put people's responses up on. So you, you give them a little sticker, and you put them up, and so you can see where everybody has landed all day long as far as their positions but I'm thinking that if I, have a, if I have some sort of a tally board that people can see and there's a bunch of yes answers and hardly any no's, people might be, uh, they might be more likely to answer yes because they want to be part of the group. And so I'm thinking maybe it would be better if I just had a clipboard and was, was privately marking that information off.
2: Well, um, <laughs> I suppose. And I'd also like to interject a little bit here. My wife uh, doesn't like it when I use the term at the point of a gun. How about gunpoint? Well, okay. okay. Um, and he, let me let me give you her point and see what you think about it. Okay. Um, she says you should use uh, the the phraseology under threat of force. Threat of force. Uh, I consider that too. threat of um, you know, violence or something like that. Because the yeah. fact is, the government isn't operating under the That's point true. of the gun because they threaten you with violence um, implicitly. Yeah. And um, and the guns they're...
0: only come out if you pull the gun usually. Usually. Yeah. Or
2: if you resist long enough. Yeah. So um, I, I that like, might be a better question. I like that, w- the, and you know, in that manner too. I, I prefer. Should
0: that. products or services be provided at the threat of force or, or th- the threat violence, of violence,
2: violence, aggression, yeah. aggression, aggression? We, we did decide uh, is is the way to uh, phrase it, but then you start getting into this big, complicated sentence
0: that people are going to need repeated. Three threat times. of violence. That's yeah. that's easy enough. So the question is, should I do? Should I take the answers privately, or should I put them up on some sort of a tally board?
3: I think privately is better because I think sometimes people are more honest if, if their answer is not uh, right public.
0: I agree. That's where I'm leaning, and I'm leaning in the direction of just privately tallying them. Then, of course, I'll have some. the Advocates for Self-Government have printed this wonderful uh, libertarian outreach newspaper, and it's full-color. And it's very nice, you know. It's got a list of celebrities that are libertarians, Kurt Russell, Clint Eastwood. It's got an article about liberty and the invisible hand, and you know, it's a wonderful introductory uh, out. Isn't it kind uh, of sad out. that anybody gives a damn whether a celebrity is uh, libertarian or not? People do, you know. They do. That's what they identify with in this culture. So I'm going to have probably hundreds of those to hand out to the people that say yes, and obviously I would offer them to the people that said no as well. You know, who knows? They could change.
2: But, I can't. I can't imagine anybody is going to say that. Uh, well, it's no goods and services. No is the good answer. Um, yes is the uh, bad answer. Oh, you're right. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that. Obviously, you're, people aren't going to answer that yes. They're just not.
0: I, I think you might be surprised. Some people will answer it yes. I'm expecting to get some if yes you answers.
2: If you don't, uh, if you don't say something, if you don't explain what you mean, you don't explain it to them. They might the, ask. They're, they're all going to gonna answer it. no. And. At that point, you're doing a, a seminar, and you get into the uh, the the difficulty. Well, there's
0: no seminar. I, I'm not interested in, in you know, extemporaneously speaking to these people. I'm just interested in asking them the question. Well, the, the answer to the question
2: is going to be um, a, a well, resounding that, no. Well, we're going to
0: find out, Mark, aren't we? Because I'm going to try it, and then we'll see if you're right or wrong about that.
3: You know, this this uh, this question, I think, will actually be more successful on so-called progressives than it would be under re- like Republicans. Oh yeah, it's absolutely right. more. Um, yeah. that, that's that's the one that works but on. But here's you can what I'm shave thinking: them.
0: It, the people that say yes, they do. Think Think that products should be provided at the uh, you know the threat of force. I'm thinking, should we take their picture, like try <laughs> to get their name and address information and like catalog them? I, I'm almost semi joking about that. Anyway, more on the way. Hour two's coming up. You can take control eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one because those are the truly dangerous people. We need to know who they are. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. It's time to pick a candidate, a
3: serious candidate for president, and start moving forward. That candidate is George Phillies.
1: This is George Phillies, Libertarian for President. I approved of this message. Paid for by Phillies 2008. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into
0: hour number two of the program. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. On 800-259-9231, join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. All right, so we get into the tips that uh, we tried to get to last night, but the show blew up, and that's a good thing when the show blows up. With phone calls, we like it when that happens. Uh, 20 money tricks, money hacks, they say, from zenhabits.net, tips and tricks to improve your finances. And these are some, you know, a lot of this is pretty basic stuff, but as as it usually is with self-help stories. Uh, it's important to remind yourself about the basics. Yeah, mo- most of us just need little reminders when it comes to these kind of things. Uh, whatever it takes to keep these ideas uh, top of mind, to keep them on the front burner to where you can access them in your daily life or access them every so often to to check yourself and to make sure that you're on the right track. Uh, again, the story here says, uh, let's just get right into it. No, no need for the preface. Uh, number one, these are the 20 money hacks. Number one, use cash. Instead of charging things to credit cards or debit cards, use cash for non-bill spending, such as eating out gas and groceries. Spending cash makes the spending more real, and there's an added advantage of knowing when you're out of cash instead of spending more than you can afford. Uh, It's a good idea. Uh, In fact, a lot of young people who aren't really taught a lot about finances when they're first offered their first credit card, for some reason they believe it's like free money. And so they get that credit card out, and they start charging stuff up. And before they know it, they figure out that, oh, you've got to pay the piper.
3: Yeah, yeah, at high interest rates.
0: Right, so if you don't have that actual, that money coming out of your pocket, then it's not as easy to really quantify it. And so that's a good suggestion. true. Number two, and if you've got suggestions as well here, chime in. And if you've got advice, 1-800-259-9231. Number two, small weekly savings transfers. He says, I got this idea from my friend Trent at the Simple Dollar who automatically deducts $20 a week from his checking account to his savings. I decided I could live with $40 a week without really feeling it. It's a relatively small transfer that I barely notice, and I save about $2,000 a year on top of my larger biweekly savings transfers. It's a good one. Uh, you know, um, the...
2: I hesitate to mention their name, and I suspect this is going to come down to other banks, uh, trickle down, but uh, the Bank of America has uh, come up with a system, and I use Bank of America because, um, you know, for a while my wife and I were living in different places, and it made it very easy to transfer money back and forth. Essentially, I didn't have to send her any money. I didn't have to send stamps or anything. I just put it in a bank account here in New Hampshire, and then she could withdraw it there in Florida. Yeah, that works. Um, And, you know, the account has just stuck around since then. I've also got a local bank account, but... They don't offer nearly as many services as Bank of America does. Anyway, the service that Bank of America offers is a um, – they take all the change for any debit card purchases that you make and they put it into a savings account for you. Now, I don't think savings accounts are that great. They usually don't give um, nearly the uh, as good an interest as, say, a money market account does. Um, I think you could do other things with them. But at least it's getting taken away out of your um, regular account, and then you've got to make a decision what to do with it after that. And you can buy silver. You can buy uh, mutual funds. You can buy whatever you want with well, it.
0: Let me just insert here that these concepts and these programs you're talking about, Mark, are not designed For people that know what a money market account is, I know. You know, they're designed for the people. But it
2: can work for anyone. And as a matter of fact, I've gotten an email um, recently from a listener who uh, used my system uh, that I recommended here on air, which is just take uh, whenever you you know spend your money in cash. Whenever you spend money, never spend a one dollar bill. Always take the one dollar bills, put them in your other pocket, hmm. and uh, you know put them away. So fives are up. It, fives, uh, you can use change, you can mm-hmm. use anything you want. Just never spend the one dollar bills, and that way you'll you'll collect one dollar bills all the time, and you'll end up at the end of the month with a big wad of cash, something like you know a few hundred dollars at the very least.
0: Julia has a similar system that I have adopted that involves uh, taking the change that you get from any transaction and just putting it in a in a jar of some sort. And then when the jar fills up, uh, you take that into the bank. They turn it into a deposit in, into your account. Uh, and you're saying it's similar to what they're doing at Bank of America where if you run a, a debit card transaction, if it's like $22.03, they'll put the $0.97 cents into – a no, savings
2: account? Um, yeah, I guess they will. The 97 cents. They'll round up. or Yeah, they round up and then um, take the pennies and you, change and put it in your account.
3: You know, I... Th- I don't know if I would be taking the change back to the bank, because the melt value in the pennies and the nickels is, <laughs> is twice what the what the face value yeah, but is. but who's ever going to do it, Wayne? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: You're absolutely right. I've a never... penny's worth uh, two cents or something like that in metal. Of course, it's against the law to do so, and I believe a nickel's worth eight cents or something
3: Well, how like are you going to prove that that big hunk of copper over there was once pennies? I'm
2: just letting you know.
0: <laughs> I don't know where, you, where do you take to melt that stuff. <laughs> well, <laughs> you
2: have to find somebody who's willing to break the law to
0: exactly, do it. Right, exactly, exactly. Right. You know, I remember... Although, it, until then, yeah. you've got a bunch of pennies sitting around your house, and I don't know about you, but I don't need that Kind of clutter
3: no i know and it's heavy and all that stuff too yeah. but i remember in the 70s last time we had a big bout of inflation i knew people who used to go and get their paycheck in pennies they go to the bank wow. and they'd get, they'd get changed and then they'd melt them down and and get a raise that's I, amazing yeah
0: number three here's another suggestion stay home Going out makes you more likely to spend unnecessarily. You eat at restaurants, go to the mall, shop at the gas station for snacks, or stop there, rather. It's hard to avoid spending when you're on the road. Instead, stay home and find free entertainment. It's also a great way to bond with your family. Assuming there's a family at home. (laughs) I'm presuming there's a family. I mean, uh, one of the more fun things I did when I was growing up was play board games
3: with with my family.
2: Kids love board games. Everybody loves board games. It's so so much better than television. I'll bet it was
3: a a lot of fun for you until you started talking politics. Yeah, no, I
0: wasn't interested in politics as a kid, and I'm not interested today. I hate politics. Uh, Anyway, politics is gross. Number four, don't get catalogs or emailed announcements from companies trying to sell you stuff. Their announcements of sales or cool new products make it very tempting to buy something you don't need. Instead, stop the catalogs and emails from ever getting to you in the first place, and you'll spend less.
2: You know, um, thinking about that uh, staying home thing, there's a, a another system I used for a while that uh, worked for me. Is I had to have a, a couple, sometimes a couple of cups of uh, Starbucks coffee every, every day. And every day? Wow, okay. Just about. Now, I, don't, I didn't buy the lattes and all that other stuff. I just bought their coffee, and so it was a couple of bucks. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, it can start adding up, and I would uh, brew a little thermos of uh, Starbucks coffee at home and then take it with me, and then I'd have the coffee whenever I wanted it.
0: There you go uh, also in the uh, category of staying home uh, it's great it's just a just a great idea to really be disciplined about your spending habits when you're growing up and you're uh, you're in the the teenager culture what they do is they go out to the mall and I think that's when people in america kind of pick up these bad habits is if you're going out to the mall every weekend or every day after school with your your friends you're in this kind of buying habit you're always on the 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 lookout for something new to sp- to spend your money on and if you you know if you aren't in those places you won't be putting yourself in front of those products and But the problem is, you know, people, they grow up once they're no longer teenagers, they still want to go to the mall every weekend and and spend their paychecks. I'm not talking about everybody, but certainly it applies to a, a certain subset of uh, culture here in America. And uh, that's just not healthy. It's not healthy to get your paycheck in no. and then blow the entire thing over the weekend, whether it be at the mall or at the bar or wherever.
2: To, to some extent, money is freedom. It allows you to, uh, you know, do all the things that you want to do. And if you, uh, you know, if, if you're blowing it all the time. You're not gonna have the freedom in the future. Yep. And that's well what you said. need to be setting aside for.
0: Number five, keep a thirty day list. If you have an impulse to buy something you don't absolutely need, put it on a thirty day list. You can't buy anything but necessities. Everything else goes on the list with the date that it's added to the list. When the thirty days are up, you can buy it. But most likely the strong urge to buy will be gone yeah. and you can evaluate
2: it more calmly. If you can if you can wait on these things, you'll you'll often uh it'll be
3: very helpful because then you won't be spending as much money. I got one for you guys. Cars. I love cars, but that's new, how I new use cars are a waste of money. You know oh, yeah. a two or three or four year old car that's in good shape off lease or something, much better buy. Mine's uh mine's almost ten years
0: old at, at this point and costs uh, like fifteen hundred bucks. Put another fifteen hundred in to fix it up and it's
3: good. Yeah. No problem. Another bi- from
0: point A to point B.
3: Yeah, another big money waster is bottled water. Oh yeah. Now, um, you may not like the taste of city water. Buy yourself a water purifier using the same technology the the bottled water companies use. You can buy your own water purifier once, and then you buy a new filter once a year for about forty or fifty bucks, and just make your get your own bottles like I do, and uh, you'll save a lot in in water. Yeah, I think. Water. I,
2: uh, you know, most city water tastes uh, out there. It tastes fine, and it's really just uh, a. You know, a convenience issue. And if people just get a larger bottle and carry the water with them, they'll be
3: in pretty good shape. You know, I can tell the difference. When I go to a restaurant and they use city water, I take one sip and I can taste the chlorine in it, in the, whatever they use. I I can't taste it.
0: 1-800-259-9231. We've got more tips here. Uh, also, on the way, your calls about whatever you want to talk about. If you've got something you want to add into the mix Feel free at 800-259-9231. This is your show. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with Ed Ed Wayne and Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features, we give away. So enjoy those, including the live streams, broadband version and dial-up version, both free for you. Stream on at freetalklive.com. Soviet-style central planning does not work. So what's the best way to reach out to Liberty Lovers? Google Ads, Direct Mail, Free Talk Live. Only you know what's best. You can choose what project is worthy of your dollar. Go to freestateproject.org slash donate and choose how you want to contribute. That's freestateproject.org slash donate. And if you're applying these 20 money hacks, uh, tricks, and tips to improve your finances from zenhabits.net, then you will have a few extra bucks a month that you can send... Uh, Send our direction. Nothing to complain about there. Send it to uh, wherever direction you want to, as a matter of fact. We're talking about different tips, uh, things that you can do. The last one we touched on was a 30-day list. And this is an interesting one. I've never heard of this one before, but it's a good idea. And the idea is, and this is a, a, all of this requires discipline. You understand that, right? So discipline is, is tough. Uh, discipline takes practice. And discipline is easier if you have someone else to work with. If it's just you trying to discipline yourself, you'll have varying levels of success, depending on how, well well-disciplined you are, but if you've, you're with someone else who also wants to improve themselves and will help you along that path to better disciplining oneself and one's habits, then you can advance at, a qui- I believe, a, a quicker clip.
2: I agree. I'd, I'd say that's sort of uh, step two, um, you know, sort of step one. The first step is to make, making the decision that you're going to do it. That's you true. Know, coming up with a good idea. Step two would be, you know, uh, sort of talking to somebody about it you know hey mom or hey friend this is what i'm going to do and it's going to bring this to me in my life right step 3 would be sort of getting somebody to go along with you getting a buddy for you know and a buddy system and that way you can both of them uh, steps 2 and 3 would would uh, actually bring um, accountability to you step 3 would obviously bring more the more accountability you have the better off you are
3: what about your, your significant other or your wife or your husband? Uh, because one of the leading causes of divorce is over money. It, it is the number one reason for divorce. Number yeah. two is sex. Oh, boy. Well, anyway. Well, yes. I mean, th- th- that's if you have a
0: wife or a husband. If you don't, then you have to find someone
3: else. That's right. But if you can both get on the same page, because sometimes you have one partner that's very spendthrift, another one that's very tight, and that can cause huge mm. friction. So getting everybody both on the same page, you can hold each other accountable just like two friends can and you can definitely become wealthy because the law of compound interest can work for you or against you, depending on how you manage your finances. Yep, and w- when it comes to couples um, in, that are
2: having you know money troubles like that, what really and, and to get on the same page is sitting down with the bills once a week you know, pick your night, Thursday night or whatever some night that you're not going to, um, likely not going to have problems if you know, you've know you got some kind of group that you go to on Wednesdays and a lot of people go out on Fridays or and or Saturdays. Yeah, so, you can't you know, keep putting it off Don't use those. You, use some night that you you're going to be able to use pretty much every night of the week, every um, week of the year, and get together, talk about the bills, and that way you can uh, sort of you know plan your budget together.
0: So, so the thirty day list one, just to recap it, uh, the idea is if you have an impulse to buy something that you don't really need, so it's something you want, then you put it on this list, and then you put a date next to it, and once thirty days have passed, you can then purchase the item. And it's a good idea because your your initial urge to buy the product won't be present 30 days later in the same way that it was when you first felt the urge. But secondly, I think it also uh, helps because you can evaluate the uh, the purchase. For instance, if you're going to buy like a new uh, flat screen television. There are so many different choices in the marketplace. You may find one that you really think is nice and looks good. You use that 30 days to do research. Go online and, and look up the model number that you're looking at. Read some mm-hmm. user reviews. Compare it to some similar uh, some similar products. And you might even find that 30 days later, you've changed your mind about uh, the product you were originally going to exactly. buy. Exactly.
3: That's happened to me before, where I, I had an impulse to buy something, or I needed something, actually. And I thought, well, the first one I looked at looked pretty good. It was a good price. But then when I did research on it, I found that there was a better one for a better price, and I waited and I held off, and and I was happy that I did, and that's happened many times. I think they, uh, another thing about the thirty-day list is interesting, and you might want to combine it with this other idea: is
0: that you know you want to only make sure you can purchase things you afford. So not only should you put this waiting period in, but you should also make sure that your finances are of the uh, the strength that you need to where buying something like a flat-screen TV isn't going to put you in debt or something like that don't put that on a credit card unless you're going to pay that bill off at the end of the month i don't know what the the right number is but my personal rule is i want to have at least five times the amount in savings as what i'm planning on purchasing
3: dude if i'm sorry but i want like a porsche that. Boxster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot
2: of
0: money in savings if you can afford a porsche boxter then you're doing all right for yourself what used i don't know they're out I there Number six. How about cook, used and wrecked? <laughs> cook? <laughs> this a is a good, good one. Bad. This is, ties into what you said earlier about the Starbucks coffee, Mark. Cook at home. I know it seems more difficult than eating out, but it doesn't have to be hard. Throw together a quick stir fry with frozen veggies or a boneless chicken. Uh, make some more suggestions. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Not only is it cheaper than eating out, but it's also healthier. It's way cheaper than eating out. Of course, when you eat out, the benefit is that uh, you don't have to do any of the dishes, but that doesn't take that much, uh, that much of your time. So if you're having trouble with, with finances, eating out is one of those things that should be axed right off the bat, right off the bat, because some people will spend, I was watching this uh, this YouTube video, it was actually about healthcare care, of all things, but what they were doing was they were asking these young people, probably in their late 20s, they were asking these people, how much money do you spend on eating out? And the answer was like three to $500 a month. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about how they spent all this money on eating out, but none, none at all do they spend on health care. They don't have insurance, for instance, but they've got all this expendable income that they're putting into uh, their mouths um, <laughs> eating Starbucks. out you restaurants. So if you, I mean, if you slash that back and then only eat out occasionally, so if you're eating out you know, a handful of times a week, cut it down to once a week. Cut it down to once every other week or something like that. Make it more of a special occasion to go eat out instead of a regular occasion, and you'll put more, more money in your pocket and, and live a much more comfortable life.
3: What about the old practice of paying yourself first? You get your paycheck, you put 10% away before you do anything, and you forget it, you have it. Yeah, I did that for a while, and it worked well for me.
0: Now I don't handle the books, so. <laughs> yeah, there's no reason to stop doing that. If anything, the percentage should go up. If, if you can you know, do more than 10, do 20. Uh, but absolutely, you should have a very, at bare minimum, 10% of your paycheck, Going into uh, some sort of s- savings money market situation or or something like yeah, that.
2: Yeah, and what the first thing you can do with that that money is to pay off those high interest uh, credit cards. Those you know, it, it's just <laughs> having that money floating around that the re- revolving credit like that. Just
0: well, bad that, news. Now, actually, what you might want to consider, Mark, is taking 10% putting that in savings, taking another 20% and using that to pay off debt, depending on how well-disciplined uh, you are with your money. I mean, if you're very well-disciplined, then take all 30% and put it in there. But some, uh, some say it's best to have a savings, you know, an amount in savings in case something
3: uh, drastic happens and also be consistently paying off debt at the same time. You know, with this modern lifestyle we have now, everybody wants to look like they're wealthy by having this, this stuff that they don't have paid for. But the really wealthy people are those who actually can live off the interest off their own money. Those are wealthy people. Oh yeah. Everybody else is a fool. Your wealth, you you
0: you can really measure your wealth. I've heard in calculating how long you can stop working.
3: Yeah.
2: How long you can? uh, You know, that's that's a definition of wealth is how long you can manage to live without working. Right.
0: Number six, or excuse me, number seven. Exercise, staying healthy is the best way to avoid costly medical bills later. Number eight, use the envelope system. It's the same idea as using cash for spending, but in addition, you use envelopes to split your spending cash into categories. My non-bills categories are groceries, gas, and miscellaneous spending. Three envelopes, and when they're empty, I've spent my allotment. So that's part of the budgeting process. More on the way here. We're in the middle of 20 tips and tricks to improve your finances. Stuff that even the most disciplined uh, people financially could use. Just important things to remind yourself about. And would love to have your thoughts here as well. How have you applied some of this in your life? What are some other original ideas that you wanted to share with us? 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You take control. Bring up whatever you want. Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. We're talking finances at the moment. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features are free, including the bulletin board system. Lots of discussion going on there. You'll find everything from serious issues to fun stuff, and it's free. bbs.freetalklive.com. We'll get you there. bbs.freetalklive.com.
2: You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended cleanse. Go to ftldiscount.com. You can read some real testimonials and find out how to order. That's ftldiscount.com.
0: 1-800-259-9231. We're going over 20 tricks to help your finances a little bit. Everybody could use a little bit of improvement. Even the most financially disciplined of individuals could probably still use a tip or trick or two. Uh, So we'd love to have you share yours with us. Talking about, uh, let's give, I guess, a brief recap here of what we've been over. Uh, Use cash. Do small weekly savings transfers from your checking account to to a savings account. And again, this is basic stuff. If you're an advanced investor... Probably aren't going to get much out of this, but I doubt most people listening are uh, advanced investors. I know I'm certainly not. Number three, stay home instead of going out and buying a bunch of crap all the time. Don't get catalogs. Don't tempt yourself. There's no reason to put all that, uh, all those products in front of you. And they also say don't uh, discontinue uh, email updates, you know, the little uh, weekly sales you might get from your favorite stores. Keep a 30-day list. If uh, you want to buy something, put it on a 30-day list. 30 days later, allow yourself to buy it. Don't just impulse buy Uh, Cook at home. uh, Exercise to keep yourself healthy so you don't have to go and pay hospital bills. Use the envelope system. You've got to split your spending up uh, into different categories. He says he's got a non-bills category, for instance, and uh, he puts cash in there, and when the cash is gone, he's spent his allotment. And number nine, this is back to what you said earlier, Mark. Talk with your significant other weekly. It's important that you and your significant other be on the same page. You should have the same financial goals, and from there you should agree on a general spending plan and a policy for impulse buying that won't have either of you wanting to choke the other. Make sure you know what bills have been paid, what your balances are, etc. A weekly meeting of just 20 minutes accomplishes that, and communication is key. I presume if you have a significant other that does not show an interest in wanting to save money or show an interest in uh, getting their spending habits under control, you've got a serious problem.
3: Oh, I saw recently one of those home shows where they, they showed this couple a 4,500 square foot house and the first thing the wife said was, this place is too small. Oh my gosh. A couple? Yeah. God. Mark. How big's your house? Your are uh, building right
2: now? The building, um, it's I guess you know with the garage sixteen hundred square feet. So it's it's very small. But
0: so the basement's like eight hundred, and the tops, uh, the first floor is 800. yeah, something like that. Right. But you know, it's so inti- livable, it's about eight hundred.
2: Uh, right. Story. It's in- it's intended that we can add on later, but uh, you know, right now it'd be nice not to have a mortgage, and that's how we're planning on doing right. it.
0: Right. So if you've got a significant other that's just spend, 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 you really need to look at that. I would say you need to look at the relationship. Because that's a liability in my book.
3: That, that also stresses you out. If you have one partner who likes to spend and one that doesn't, boy, that's a huge, huge problem—a uh, well, huge source of stress.
2: It, and uh, another thing, you can uh, you look at the relationship, but in also how you split your money. Um, in in some ways, you know, maybe it's the best thing for your relationship if you
0: have separate separate bank accounts. accounts I can tell you, it's the best one of the best things about my relationship: separate uh, separate credit cards, separate bank accounts. My money's mine. Her money's hers. And I right. tell you, it works wonderfully for us. And you guys take, uh, you know,
2: you pay different stuff. You take care of uh, the house and uh, you split the the electrical and, and that kind of thing. Right. we and then split she, the monthly bills. And then bills. she buys the
0: food. Yep, she buys the food, and uh, that's pretty much the deal. It's convenient because you'll eat anything. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Uh, Number ten, the spreadsheet tracker hack. These are expensive programs like MS Money, Quicken, and the like that will do amazing things with your financial information. There are even free ones on your desktop or online that can do all kinds of things. Trouble is, I don't need all that. All I want is a way to track my money easily with no other bells and whistles and a way to access that online so I can view it from anywhere. He says the best way he found to do that is through Google Documents and Spreadsheets says, I create a simple spreadsheet to track my bank accounts, and that does everything that I used, uh, used to do with MS Money. It has the date of each transaction, the title, the amount, and a little field for memos and a running balance. What more do I need? Keep it simple. Number 11, pay savings and debt first. When you sit down to pay your bills, and he says, I do all of mine online, make the first bills you pay be your savings transfer and your debt payments. If not... If you pay them last, you'll often end up shortchanging them. But if you pay them first, you'll make sure that you still pay your rent or mortgage, utilities, grocery, and gas, so you'll just cut back on other spending. Yep, pay yourself first. Number 12, exercise at home. Some of you will disagree with me on this, which is okay. Everyone should do what works for them. But I've saved a lot of money that I used to spend on gyms by running at the local track or on roads in my neighborhood and buying some simple weights in a chin-up bar. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of body weight exercises, uh, such as push-ups or lunges, pull-ups, etc., and I don't need a gym to do those things.
2: You know, I think that it's different. It's it's different for different um, people in in this particular instance. Some people really need to have folks around to exercise to get the the, the motivation up to do it. Mm-hmm. And I, I I have no problem with. But you still
0: need to be motivated
2: to get to the gym, right? And that's for me. That's the the biggest trick is just getting to the gym.
0: Now, if you're motivated enough to get to the gym, then you should have enough motivation to go up to your you know uh, workout room and pick up the weights. Because it's actually easier that way.
3: Yeah, you know what's nice about the gym is there's a, there's camaraderie. Because when you go to a gym for a while, you start to know people. And that can waste time, too. But there's something social about, I miss that. I, I used to go to gyms. I haven't gone in about 10 years. I do work out at home now. Mm-hmm. and And I do work out pretty diligently at home. But I still kind of miss the camaraderie of the gym.
0: Again, different strokes,
3: right? Yeah. Some people they don't need that, some people they like the social atmosphere. Yeah, but you know what? I waste a lot less time doing it at home, too. And, and a gym membership's what
2: 30 bucks a month. I'm not saying that's the 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 smallest expenditure I make in a given month, but it's not
0: much compared to what you're going to save by cutting out, uh, you know, a couple of meals out. It's a good point. Cut out uh, cable television is number 13. I'm not saying I don't watch TV. I watch DVDs so that I'm sure what I'm watching is something great rather than the useless stuff you find on TV most of the time. And there's a lot of it online for free if you look. Not a huge savings, but it adds up. Well, in fact, I've seen some people's cable bills. Yeah, 100 and bucks. They're, yeah, they're 80 to 100 bucks a month. And that's crazy. How much of that TV are you actually watching? And if you're watching a bunch of TV, then that's another thing you might want to consider. Yeah.
2: yeah. You know, when you, when you even even if you aren't somebody who can download online, when you look at the, one of these uh, blockbusters or Netflix uh, deals, what, what is it, twenty bucks a month for all the movies yeah. you can possibly watch? Yeah, that's true. And then you uh, you know drop them in the mail, off they go. You get another one back in less. It's less than a week. It's usually mm-hmm. uh, three or four days. You get the the next movie, and I don't think that you can if you just Got rid of your cable. I don't think you can uh, actually watch all those movies. I, I, for me, I sure couldn't.
3: You could
0: step it up too. You can pay like thirty bucks a month and get triple the
3: more mm. than movies that you could possibly watch. You know, you know, we have kids, Ian, and you know, kids. If you have cable, they're like little junkies. They'll watch yes. it all the time. So we we got rid of that years ago in our house. We, I think that's great. And we just get videos, and, and my, my wife and I screen them first. And, and it works out really well. We get old TV shows that we know were good. You know, the old Andy Griffith show, mm-hmm. DVDs, and a lot of the old sitcoms were really funny. And you don't have to sit through the commercial breaks either. Exactly. Like that. uh, so that's a great
0: suggestion. Number 14, declutter. By getting rid of all the excess stuff in your home, you not only make your life much simpler and more peaceful, but you make it harder to buy stuff that will just clutter things up again. Once you've simplified your home, you don't want to go back and i'm a huge fan of this i love the idea of simplifying the the things that i have it it makes me feel very good to clear out crap that i that i just don't use anymore i mean if it's been sitting on a shelf for years the odds are you're not going to need to to pick it up and and use it ever again so blow it out the door
3: you know i know a lot of older people that grew up during the depression who just don't throw anything away because that, that's how that was the mindset the mentality of people back then mm-hmm. But when, the more you accumulate, the bigger house you need, too. Yeah.
2: It's, you know, people, there, there are people out there, and, and I could probably fall into this category of people who would want to do this, that buy those big metal buildings, uh, put them on their property just so they have more places to keep crap. Crap.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, you know, this uh, the decluttering goes back real quick to the, uh, the cutting out the cable TV and the watching DVDs. Uh, fact is, those DVDs are going to be obsolete someday. And so it actually makes more sense, with the exception of maybe just a handful of favorites. Yeah, to, real favorites to, to rent. Because I mean, I would, I like certain movies so much that I want to make sure the company gets a cut. Like you know, Penn, even if it's not movies like Penn and Teller's BS on Showtime. Sure. I want to put my money into that because I want to make sure they keep making them. But most movies that you just want to see one time, make sure you you know make sure you rent it. Even if you like it a little bit. Just rent it again if you if you want to see it. If yeah. you're on one of those Netflix programs,
3: you get an a urge bit. to see it. Just rent it again. And Beverly Hillbillies reruns are great. One
0: 9231 Figures you'd like that. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. We got five uh, five or six more tips here. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, the Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's FreeTalkLive.com. And if you want to support the show, then become an amplifier. Go to Amp.FreeTalkLive.com to get on the program. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in three bucks a month. We take that in and re- uh, reinvest it right back into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country. In fact, I just got uh, confirmation on a new station that will be joining us this Saturday. Today. I guess I should mention who they are. It's, you've got a confirmation. we got the signature. It's KMED in Medford, Oregon. So it will be our first Oregon radio station. Very excited about that. That's a good thing. The program director there, uh, Bill Meyer, is a fellow libertarian. He's also the, the morning show host out there. We're so. taking over. Exciting again to continue to expand the uh, the number and quality of stations that we'll be adding to show. Also heard rumors that our Tupelo station will be expanding us to weeknights soon, so we're working on that. Uh, just good news all around, and it's the amplifiers that are helping make it happen. You can join their uh, their little club and get some perks like access to the amp only call in line, chat room, forum, amp only shrine, and more. All the details are at amp.freetalklive.com. Uh, five or six more tips here. Uh, about uh, how to help save money, improve your finances, and live life a little more comfortably. Because if you f- have good financial sense now, later on you will be more comfortable than uh, if you bu- buy a bunch of crap for your comfort now on credit. And uh, you'll also, the these tips will
2: be second nature after you've done them for a period of time? Yeah. No big deal. They'll be it.
0: habits then. Yeah. Uh, so here you go. Number 15, lend and borrow. Give books and clothes and toys you don't need anymore to your friends and family. If you need something, send out an email asking if anyone has it. Chances are they'll give it to you for free if they don't use it anymore either. So that's another way to uh, you know get rid of some of the clutter that might be in your life.
2: There's that website that you've used in the past called FreeCycle, which uh, Pretty cool is essentially site, yeah. uh, you know, doing the same thing on a wider scale.
0: Uh, yep. The, the idea behind FreeCycle is it's like a, an email list where if you've got something you want to get rid of... You just posted on this list and then people will come and pick it up from you one
2: basically. of the freestaters Staters here um, has a has the same sort of list that she's uh, set up and I'm on that list and they offer things all the time
0: number And six. a lot of things are baby things mind yeah. you and it's a good thing because uh, well I mean that makes sense baby's gonna outgrow a bunch of his yep. stuff so you know you feel awful selling it for next to nothing at a garage sale you might as well give it to somebody that needs it and then who knows maybe a good karma will come back around number 16 barter it's a lost art but lots of people will take your services or goods instead of of money especially if your friends or at least know each other get into the habit of offering to barter and you'll find yourself saving a lot of money my website design for instance was done through the barter system so i saved well over a thousand dollars there for example Seventeen, use online savings. He says, names a couple of online banks. Uh, He says that not only do you earn twice the interest of a normal savings account, but if you don't get the ATM account, it's not as easy to withdraw money, making it less likely that you'll uh, take your money out on an impulse. Mm. So it's still your money. It's just a little more difficult to get your hands on it. And that could be important, especially if you are an impulsive buyer, to uh, put a couple layers of security in between you and your spending. Number 18, try frugal gift giving. Giving people gifts is one of the most wonderful traditions as it shows generosity and caring. Until it becomes commercialized, then it's just really expensive. Instead, try giving a gift of spending time with someone. Try giving them something you baked or made yourself. Try giving them services that they would appreciate. It doesn't have to cost a lot to be generous. And they do say it's the thought that counts. And if there is somebody out there that is, you know, that, that, uh, takes it personally that you didn't spend hundreds of dollars on their gift. Why are they your friend?
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't imagine there's too many people out there that um, think that way. Usually people just are concerned about the thought.
0: But yet people do go out and they spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars during yeah. the holiday season. Many of the people that are spending in that way don't have the money to spend, and they're putting it on a credit card and digging themselves into the hole. Look, I don't care if you don't get me a gift. Just say hi and, you know, happy holidays, and that's, that's good enough for me, especially if I know that you're having financial trouble. I wouldn't expect anything from anybody anyway, but I certainly wouldn't expect anything from someone that was working on paying off some debt.
3: Yeah, how many times do you see someone complain they can't afford health insurance, or, and then you see them waste money in the same breath? Right, buy a
0: cart full of toys for their kids at, uh, at Christmas. Right. When if your kid's young enough, uh, you know, a cardboard box will entertain them for hours. So get creative with that. Uh, Number 19, teach your kids about advertising, saving, earning, and gift-giving. If you have kids, educating them about money will save you a lot of money in the long run. If they know how advertising influences them in tricky ways, they'll be less likely to beg you for the latest fad toys. And if they know about saving and earning money, they'll respect the money you earn and the money you're trying to save. If they know that gift-giving doesn't have to be about spending a lot of money, then they won't necessarily want expensive stuff. And this is one of the things that my parents did right. Uh, they didn't do very good on the whole sex education thing, uh, <laughs> but they did very well on helping me understand saving. They didn't do but, much else with money uh, as far as helping me with money, but saving they did help me with, and boy, did it work. For instance, when I was younger and I wanted to get a Nintendo uh, back in the 1980s, I would have been, you know, seven or eight years old at the time. They told me, I s- save your money. And so I did. And uh, boy, was I proud. When yeah. I went into Walmart uh, with you know a whole lot of money and change, uh, but because you know I was getting allowance of whatever fifty sure. cents a week for taking out the garbage or whatever it was,
3: earning it a few must bucks here and So there. cute, yeah.
0: And I uh, <laughs> went in there with all that money and change, and you know a bunch of dollar bills and stuff, and and bought my Nintendo. Uh, it was yeah. that was a moment for uh, me, and it, I've never went back. On my fifteenth birthday or thereabouts, um, in Florida, you could drive
2: a. Uh, it had some weird uh, rule uh, that you could drive a motor cycle as long as it had less than five brake horsepower or some nonsense rule like that essentially amounted to 50 cc's or less mm-hmm. and i went in on my 15th birthday and i bought for, with 500 dollars a brand new yamaha Riva scooter that i had saved all the money for and i bought it on my own and god i love
3: that thing you know what the best part about that is when you buy it yourself is that sometimes you're going to make a mistake when you do that when you're a kid mm-hmm. but it's important to see that wow i wasted my money on that because then it you about, be careful. it's yeah. the value of a dollar. Right. You learn those lessons. And it may seem like a lot then,
2: but, you know, <laughs> when you learn those hard lessons with a few bucks, it makes them a heck of a lot easier than learning them as an adult when it's harder to learn things. <laughs> and uh, you make it with a lot more money.
3: Yes.
0: So this is, uh, this is a critical one. If you've got kids, make sure that they have the financial intelligence that you wish you had when you were 18 or whatever. Make sure that throughout their entire life... They're learning new lessons about finances and how to handle money and uh, many of the very same tips and tricks we've been talking about here. So that way, when they're ready to go out into the world, they've got it all down, whereas you made a bunch of mistakes. That way, they don't have to make the same mistakes that you necessarily made because they've learned from your errors prior to actually doing them. They'll still make their own mistakes, but you can be sure of that. With that extra knowledge, it'll help them go a lot further and help them live a much more comfortable life than even you might have done. Uh, Finally, number 20, find happiness in life, not spending. Many times people just buy stuff because they think, subconsciously perhaps, that it will bring them happiness. They just have to have the latest gadget or shoes or cars. It's so fun, and yet you buy that stuff, and you're only happy for a day or two at most. Mm -hmm. Then you just need to buy more. It's a never-ending cycle. Instead, learn to love life. Find joy in nature and the people around you, and in doing something you love. In exercise or meditation, there's so much in life to make us happy, there's no need to find it in spending.
3: Good stuff great and this is very timely and because we're coming to a time where i sense there's a shift happening in americans because of all this the, the banking crises that's happening and people taking on these big mortgages i think there's a shift now and i think a lot of people are rethinking how they're going to live and i think you're gonna see a lot of people go to smaller houses and use cars or smaller cars mm-hmm. and and it'll be a good thing it'll be a welcome thing because i think it will it will make this this country more stable you just don't you know i had a
2: house in, in florida it was, uh... Fourteen hundred square feet. Then I uh, got another house that was seventeen hundred square feet. Mm. And now the reason I got the seventeen hundred square foot one was essentially to buy it and flip it and sell it at some point. Um, but you know, the I never even used the the third bedroom and the the other bathroom in that fourteen hundred square foot
3: house. Wow. And you had to pay to cool it with air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And up here in New England, you know, you see you don't see a lot of real big houses in a lot of these neighborhoods because you have to pay to heat them. That's a good point. You go, you go to Florida or you go to the south or even out west, Arizona, and the houses are huge. Uh, now, people have to air condition them, obviously, but but up here, you know, the old Yankees didn't uh, uh, like paying a lot to heat their houses, and they still don't. Makes
0: sense. So there you go. If you've got some tips uh, that you wanted to share to add in here, uh, it's just great, uh, great knowledge to just have, again, as I said before, just a top burner. Just know what these things are and do your best to apply them in your life. Uh, Because the more disciplined you can become with your finances, the more uh, the 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 wealthier you're going to be in the Mm -hmm. long run. And if you can avoid getting into debt, now there's some debt that's constructive. You know, not all debt is bad. uh, You know. Probably you're going to have to buy your house with debt. Uh, you're probably going to have to, uh, you know, if, if you're getting into a business, you may need to get in some debt in order to do that. But both of those things are, are important in that you, you need somewhere to, to have a roof over your head and your business you can make more money in the long run from. So
2: And, and so much of um, uh, you know, our consumer society believes that uh, happiness is based on the things you own. Not and so. No, it's not. You, you know, the, the secret to happiness is want what you got.
0: you can take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour 3 is on the way, and we have yet to talk about the puppy, the poor, poor puppy in Iraq. More on the way, it's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month, and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the show. You can bring up whatever's on your mind, toll-free, 800-259-9231, sickle-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Hey, Wade. and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features there are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Last hour, we talked in detail about some tips, some tricks, some uh, some suggestions as to how to improve your financial situation, and uh, and anybody who, even those with those of us with a good financial sense, could always use uh, a few tips and a few reminders about how to stay on top of the game. Uh, but right at the very end of the hour, Mark, you said something that I wanted to just discuss a little further, because I don't know if I agree. And uh, you was you had said, "Want what you have," right? And that's the secret
2: to happiness. And, and it's just a little phrase I heard somewhere, and I I, I think that that's it.
0: I, I like I like the uh, the suggestion there. I like sort of the uh, the co- the concept behind what you're saying. In that you should be satisfied with what you have, but at the same time, I don't think it's realistic for anyone to say that they could just want what they have. I mean, it's it's in our nature to want more, to grow our our piece of the wealth pie, mm-hmm. and I think it's okay to want more and to want better, but what you really need to do is make sure you get it under control. There's a difference between wanting something and having it before it's time. Right. I yeah.
2: don't have any problem wanting things. What I have a problem with was be, is being satisfied with what I've got. Um, yeah. And so, therefore, I don't really need to work on wanting things. I need to work on being satisfied with what I've got. So that phrase
3: works for me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, and you know something I think that some people get in the practice of, of thinking about five things they're thankful for every day. Yeah, it's, uh, gratitude is uh, a, a big thing. And that gets you, sometimes that will get you away from wanting, because that desire to want things kind of fills a hole for people. Mm-hmm. And if you can not focus on that, but focus on uh, you know, what you're thankful for right now, today in your life, whether it's relationships, you know, the car you have that, that works, that doesn't break down, whatever it might be, that helps.
0: Well, I, I agree with that, and I do that. And uh, those are what is a good good term for that positive affirmation. I mm-hmm. think would be a term for that. Uh, talking about the things that, uh, or telling yourself what you appreciate, the things you're grateful for, and and yeah, it could be it could be uh, the, the the relationships that you have. It could be a variety of different things. Whatever is important to you, that's really important to help you feel content with mm-hmm. what you currently have. But at the same time, I think it's okay to desire things into the future. Like, for sure. instance, I desire more personal and economic freedom. I mean, that's something I want, and I want to work towards. I desire more affiliates carrying my radio show. I want that. It's something I can have. I can work towards that. So there's, there's, I think there's a, a fine line here between being happy with what you have at the same time, also still having goals sure. and things that you want to achieve in your life.
2: I don't think it's a fine line. I think it's, uh, it's, it's just sort of... I think that most Americans uh, most people I know have a very easy time uh wanting, you know, the good things that they they want in their life, the the things that are worth striving for and all that other stuff. Whereas um you know, what we don't what the mistakes that we make are often um having to do with getting thing, you know, wanting things too soon. We have a debt-based right. society and people just uh you know, over and over again they make a lot of mistakes. And, uh, you know, as far as budgeting and, and they, you know, get things, want to get things too soon, that's the main problem.
3: Yeah. The delayed yeah. gratification thing is so important because the, 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 thing, the, the notion that you've got to have things instantly when you want them is a big, big problem. It's like a baby. I mean, you're basically being a baby at that level. Yes. And I think I, what you said before about focusing on personal and economic freedom, if you focus on that, then that's counter to spending money you don't have. That's a good point. And so, when you can put yourself in that position where you 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 see that you see people out there who do are truly financially free, who can do whatever they want, they can go wherever they want, when they want, they don't have a clock to punch or a boss to worry about. That's freedom, and that's far more desirable than getting these things that you don't really need, that you think you want, that you don't have the money for.
0: And you can have all of those things in the clear, yes, with no debt. Right. If you apply the financial discipline that we were talking about before, so you can have the things that you want and also have no debt at the same time, and that's the best way to be. But the borrower
2: yes. is the slave to the uh, the lender every single time, and uh, you know what you're doing when you when you go into debt so deeply, um, doing that stuff is you're decorating your cell. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. a great
3: point. Yeah, that's, a, that's very well put. And, you know, even if you, if, even if you have a mortgage, there's programs now that show how you can accelerate your payments without actually spending any more per month just by making half of your mortgage payment two weeks early. Yeah. And those work really well, too, to get yourself out of debt, both for credit cards and mortgage.
0: All kinds of little tricks all over the place. The more you apply, uh, the better off you're going to be. So you can have what you want but patience is a very important factor mm-hmm. De- and i think delayed that's gratification what's yeah delayed gratification is very important it's more satisfying too if you've if you've worked for it if you if you set those goals for yourself and you say okay i do want to have you know this uh, this big screen tv or this new car or whatever it is that's really shiny and special and that you really want to add to your life i do want this but i understand that i can't put it on the charge card i understand that i need to have a certain amount in savings first before I go out and spend some of my hard-earned money on this item, then you've actually really worked for it. You own it outright on day number one. Yep, and it's really yours.
2: What I use a charge card for, and and what it makes sense to me is, you know, for write-offs uh, to be able to document uh, spending. Sometimes it's it's a heck of a lot easier to use a charge card than it is to have receipts for everything. And you know, you can just at the end of the end of the year just go through and outline the things that were, um, you know, the the. Write-offs, and uh, sometimes at the end of the month, I'll make notes on the uh, the bill as to you know what this was and how much I spent on this particular bill, that kind of thing.
3: That's an interesting distinction you mentioned, Mark. Calling it a charge card rather than a credit card. Mm. It's a charge card if you pay it off at the end of the month mm. with with money you can afford. That's a good point. But if you, it's a credit card, that means you're using it for credit, so you're not paying it off, so you're paying interest on the on the unpaid balance. And if you're gonna have a a, a charge card or or a credit card or whatever, it, look for one of the ones with the
0: cash back option. I don't think you really have to have that great a credit in order to get your hands on one of those. In fact, PayPal. Uh, if you've got money in your PayPal account, you can get a PayPal card with the MasterCard logo on it that functions as a, as essentially a charge card would, but it just takes the money right out of your account. So it's like a, it's like a debit card in that way. But you get a cash back of one percent. I mean, these vendors that you're buying things from are paying about three percent per transaction to the credit card company. There's no reason why you shouldn't get a one percent discount on every single thing you buy. You can.
3: That's right. If you, and if you like new cars by the way, General Motors has a credit card where they give you points towards a new car and you can get $3000 off the price of the car after negotiation. You just uh too shabby? Yeah, that's not bad. So if you buy a car, a decent General Motors car, and there's a couple of good ones now. Uh you negotiate the price, you beat them down whatever, and then right at the very end of the transaction, you swipe your card and it takes another $3000 off or whatever points you've got off the off the sticker price of the car. But
0: that's only for a new car and that Yes. that's only if you can afford something like that. Right. All right, so let's go
3: to the email
0: box. We'll talk about the. Uh, well, we'll talk about the. I'll do the email in a moment. The puppy. You guys haven't seen this video yet. I haven't seen it. No. You've got you got to find about it, during you've the break. You've got to find it during uh, during one of the breaks here, so you can see exactly. No, I don't what know if I want to see box. it. Uh, but the Marines. Some of the Marines in Iraq have been caught. Uh, they recorded them. Not caught. They. They knew they were being recorded. They recorded themselves on video, killing a puppy, throwing it uh like off of a cliff. Basically
3: must have been a terrorist puppy. Now,
0: according to uh, Prison Planet, the neocons are doing everything in their power to downplay the shameful scenes of U.S. Marines throwing a puppy off a cliff in Iraq, while others are openly and openly and sickeningly lamenting the fact that the poor victim was just a puppy and not an Iraqi baby. Shocking video shows two Marines talking on the edge of a cliff as one holds up a puppy by the scruff of its neck. The soldier then tosses the dog over the side of the cliff as it yelps in panic. And the, 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 the guys here are just laughing it up like this is just the best old time in the world. Uh, So awful. Neocons have reacted by claiming the video's fake, or that the puppy was already dead prior to being thrown off the cliff. A
2: lot of yelping going on for a dead puppy.
0: In fact, Michelle Malkin's Hot Air blog attempts to analyze what a puppy would sound like when thrown off of a cliff. How on earth would they know, of course, and also makes out that the yelping noises are edited into the video. The post also claims that the puppy is motionless and therefore probably already dead before it's tossed over the side of the cliff. But as one of one of the respondents points out, when you hold a puppy or kitten, for that matter, by the nape of its neck, much in the way its mother would pick it up, its legs go limp and there's usually no struggle. It kind of puts the young animal in a catatonic, relaxed state. And that's how they were holding the, the puppy at the, uh, the beginning of the video before they threw it off the cliff. How awful. The neocons attempt to deny the reality of the shocking video even after one of the Marines was identified by his Marine Corps base in Hawaii again highlights the childish nature of how they will stick their heads in the sand and pretend something doesn't exist when it completely contradicts the mythical pretense of the sanctity of the war in Iraq. The idea being that, oh, these soldiers are such great guys. And some of them are good guys. We know them personally. Uh, but th- it's not all... It's not all good. In fact, it's mostly sick stuff like this. We'll continue with this, and you can take control. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, Sakel's CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us, including the shrine of female listeners. Dozens of ladies sending us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean? Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. That shrine.freetalklive.com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? Segal, <coughs> Sacles- <You> right? No. C A I does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charge off receivables. Their employees are training uh, trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL, CAI. check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, CAI. So we're talking about the puppy video, which uh, made made somewhat big uh, a somewhat big news splash this week when the Marines in uh, some of the Marines in Iraq had uh, decided to film themselves throwing a puppy off of a cliff. Now, of course, the neoconservatives are saying, and all the, their, you know, their little commentator, talking heads on television are trying to pass this off as being a fake. Ah, they faked it. They found a doll of a puppy. And uh, took the time to edit a bunch of sound clips in there, but I, I saw this footage, and you can very see, uh, clearly see that this is a real dog that they that they are holding. It on looks to. pretty clear to me. And either way, even if it was faked, these are still some sick efforts, right? And and you know, this is I'm not saying certainly not.
2: Um, wouldn't say that uh, all the Marines everywhere are puppy killing scum. I, I wouldn't say that, but you know, the whole the the whole thing that the uh, the hawks do, and the hawks have mostly ended up being uh, with the, with They're now calling uh, uh, the people with international policy conservatives. That's what it means. It means you want to kill people. Um, The the international policy conservatives, part of their their gig is they have to make the military look like a crew of saints. Like, oh, we we send them in there to bring democracy and freedom to these people.
0: These are our boys. They're
2: good boys. Well, the fact is, uh, you know, no matter how you slice it. The military, every military, is a group of paid killers. And when you take a person and put them into this sort of unnatural situation of you know, killing all the time and turn them into this killing machine, they're going to be pretty cruel individuals. Now, I'm not saying they can't recover. I'm not saying they can't re-enter society. I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to uh, own weapons later when they get back here or anything like that. All I'm saying is it's bad for the mind to be in this kind
3: of situation. You know, the longer a war goes on, the lower the quality of the recruitment becomes that's
0: true well we know the army has been dropping their requirements i don't think the marine corps has had to do that yet but generally i mean it gets harder and harder to find people that want to go die
3: and it take all it takes is one bad apple and a couple of mindless followers and you see what you get
0: says here that uh, when a government sets the standard that torture is justified, this is what happens. People become dehumanized to the Mm. point where they treat humans as animals and are fully prepared to torture and kill animals for the purposes of a sick joke. By the way, as an aside, Mark, you said that many of them can come back and live normal lives. That might be true. But also many of them come back and get jobs as police officers as well, which ties into what we were talking about last night with some well, of the police abuse. Been,
2: that's because they've been taught, um, you know, this sort of civil servant uh, role. They they know that kind of thing, you know, toting around a gun and and making sure the people follow orders, kind of thing. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's, it's an easy role for them.
0: Yeah, but by, what I'm saying here is people like this sicko are becoming cops. Just as so you know, uh, in addition, despite admitted atrocities committed at Abu Ghraib and other torture camps, including raping children and beating people to death, the fact that a puppy has caused more outrage reflects on how the rest of society has also been dehumanized. And I think that's an excellent point. It's true. Uh, There is so much outrage and so much news coverage about this one Marine killing one puppy in Iraq... But yet all of the, what, 100,000 or more, some have estimated over 600,000 the last time I saw numbers, and it's
2: been months. If they're not Americans, they're not people, so they don't count. They're subhumans.
0: Right. So a puppy's more important than the poor, innocent Iraqis that were slaughtered.
2: Somehow a puppy can uh, span racial and ethnic and uh, national borders, but, uh, you know, humans can't.
0: Even more disturbing is the fact that comments by neoconservatives on the original YouTube clip, which has now been pulled, expressed sickening lament that the puppy was not, in actual fact, an Iraqi baby. Routinely, when we trace these comments back, they lead to MySpace pages belonging to people who'd served in Iraq. These are the kind of people who, when uh, we write an article detailing the building of concentration camps in America, will simultaneously deny the existence of those camps while calling for us to be incarcerated and tortured within them. So, one of the users, EHS-332, writes, Would it still be funny if he threw a three-month-old baby off a cliff? Yes, it would be funny, but only if it was an Iraqi baby.
3: There you go. Good lord.
0: The frightening thing is that these monsters are coming back and becoming cops, which is partially why we've seen an explosion in cases of extreme police brutality since 2003. There's a steady legacy of abuses and atrocities coming out of Iraq that we've had the displeasure of watching online for years. So to learn of a puppy being thrown off of a cliff is almost standard fare. In fact, Mark, when you went to uh, go and look for the video on YouTube, didn't you find some video of them shooting at dogs instead? Yeah. So... This, is, this isn't the first dog uh, abuse video that has actually come out of Iraq. Uh, in fact, I, I read a story a few moments ago, or I think it was somebody posting it in the, uh, the chat room, that they found a video of the, some military guys, U.S. military in Iraq, uh, that had uh, some dogs were sniffing around some bombs, and so they detonated the bombs. Gosh. Yeah. Just what does that say about how they view life? Nothing nice. We go to your phone calls. Uh, Frank in Oregon is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Frank.
5: Uh, Hey, guys. Uh, I just wanted to make a comment about uh, what you were saying the other day. Um, You were talking about Stefan Molnou, and you were talking with Rob from Georgia about whether or not the Ron Paul movement is helping the liberty movement or if it's detracting away, and uh, I've been uh, working uh, with the the campaign, and I worked in New Hampshire and Nevada and Washington Mm -hmm. and and Oregon as well, and... um, I've seen kind of both. I've seen uh, a lot of Ron Paul supporters who are new to the movement, new, new to the ideas, and they don't quite understand uh, the evilness of government and why the initiation of forces is immoral, and they still have their pet projects. You know, they still want to have the government stepping in when it comes to you know, abortion or drugs or this mm-hmm. or that. But on the other hand, uh, with a couple of really good friends of mine, um, I've seen the total opposite, the uh, – the, uh, the outpouring of uh support for you know liberty groups like uh you know the free state project and then you know reading austrian economics and uh things like uh hayek and um i think overall it's helping at least um expose your average joe to the ideas of liberty but definitely not in maybe the
2: uh it's not perfect
5: hardcore
2: that right. you or or, or your I, listeners I totally get it, like. and um you know Stefan Molnou's uh, proposal is that uh, you you ask everyone you know and uh, every libertarian out there asks everyone they know that uh, and these are only I guess I shouldn't say libertarians every uh, anarcho-capitalist out there asks everyone they know do you support the use of force against me and it's it's kind of you know it's it's sort of to some extent on on his part Monday morning morning quarterbacking now. I understand where he's coming from, and I support him. I think he does a great show, and I uh, like I get what he's trying to do. But, you know, every time you do something in the libertarian movement, there's always ten libertarians standing on the sidelines telling you how you should have done it better or different. And you've got to get out there and just do stuff. And, you know, sometimes it's not going to be it's, – it's never going to be perfect. There's no. always going to be
0: mistakes. And the Ron Paul campaign, I think, should be viewed as a foot in the door. Uh, for, for many people, uh, it's uh, their uh, first exposure. And if you've got more comments, you can hang on. 800-259-9231. It's their first exposure to liberty. And that's important on its own. I think that Frank is right, and it's absolutely doing good things. More on the way. You take control. Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. live you can bring up anything the toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231 Sakel's CAI toll-free line it's Ian here with you and Wayne and Mark and you can join us on our website freetalklive.com features we give away so uh, including the archives by the way so enjoy all of those downloads totally free right there on the front page of the website freetalklive.com. March 12th through the 15th is the 56th annual running
2: of the Mobile One, 12 Hours of Sebring. It's presented presented by Fresh from Florida. The world's fastest sports cars will battle for 12 hours on the famous Sebring Road Course. For tickets and information, call 1-800-626-RACE. SebringRaceway.com. March 12th through the 15th. Don't miss it. SebringRaceway.com. 1-800-259-9231.
0: Continuing with your phone calls, uh, we go back to Frank in Oregon. Frank, we're talking about – are you still there, by the way? Frank. I think I heard him. Uh, So we're talking about Ron Paul and the the argument that some have made that Ron Paul's doing more damage than good to uh, the libertarian movement. And I just don't think it's backed up in any way uh, by any fact. I think it's just pure supposition. And,
5: I would. I would agree. Yep.
0: Yeah, and and you're saying that you've seen it personally because you're actually on the ground. You're the guy that actually traveled from Oregon to New Hampshire as part of the Operation Live Free or Die project. So you are definitely one of the most active of Ron Paul activists.
5: Yeah, and I think uh, I think even if you you take all the negative parts of the movement out and you just focus on one of the biggest issues that everyone agrees upon, and that's uh, getting rid of the Federal Reserve and and really focusing on on where the value of, of, our, of our money comes from and how that whole system works. And that's unanimous agreement. So, I mean, even if you can get all the people together to just reduce the government just in that uh, area or that aspect, you would have more, you know, liberty happening in this country than, you know, the last I don't know how many years. And, uh, you know, that's that's a goal worthwhile, even if maybe, you know, they still want to, you know, keep abortion you know, this way or that way, or continue right. the war on drugs or, you know, whatever other government program that those people like, if they're helping you achieve just, you know, one of your goals, then, then it's beneficial to keep them, you know, keep them on your team, I guess.
0: Right. And Ron Paul's goals, for the most part, are of a libertarian nature. He's not the right. perfect libertarian candidate. He's no Harry Brown. He's not out talking about the principles of why government doesn't work. The perfect libertarian wouldn't be running for office. I don't know. Harry Brown was a pretty darn good uh candidate. Mm, that guy was. was amazing.
5: Well, also, I think Michael Bednarik is also one of the one of the better Yeah. uh one of the better activists as far as, you know, putting his his money where
3: his mouth
0: is I guess he in, in fact, Ron Paul himself used to be a better libertarian candidate back when he ran in one thousand nine hundred and eighty eight He had a much more pure libertarian message, but what he 's trying to do is not run as a libertarian but run as a Republican, which means that he has to, to because he 's a politician, it means he has to shift his message. To its target audience. And, uh, you know, it's certainly not he's not targeting neocons, but he's targeting the disaffected Republicans. And to that end, I think he's doing a fine job. Uh, All things considered, he's doing better in the polls than any libertarian candidate has ever done, which is why I say he's a great foot in the door. He's not talking about principle. He's just talking about sensible changes that can be made to Drastically reduce the size of the federal government. And yeah. that's something that a lot of people want to hear and that they're, they're listening for. And then once they find Ron Paul, they they inevitably will do more looking and more searching and they'll find other uh, libertarian websites like Free Talk Live or Lou Rockwell.com where they're going to get a real dose of principle, where they're going to get the dose uh, that they need to uh, to absorb, to understand that it's more than just about policy changes. It's about a change in uh, in thinking. It's a fundamental change in the way you view the world. That's what libertarianism is about. It's about respecting others uh, and their ability to live their lives how they want, and in return, you get to live your life how you want, as so long as nobody's hurting themselves. And so, you know, people are going to find that message if they like what Ron Paul is saying, there's a, a, a much better, greater, increased chance that they will come across the true libertarian message because of the Ron Paul campaign. And I think that there, I think it's an incalculably, incalculably impressive and good uh, campaign that that he's been running. So I don't think yeah, there's you anything at, you can say that's bad about it. If really.
5: You look at uh, the free, uh, sorry, the uh, Free State Project signups since the Ron Paul movement's really uh, catching momentum. It, it correlates.
0: Yeah,
2: and, they've uh, gone up.
5: I think uh, you're going to see a larger amount of people look into those sorts of projects and get together. I mean, in my own local area, there's you know people getting together talking about the feasibility of going to New Hampshire or what they can do locally to really affect change. And I also think that the uh, the congressional races coming up here are going to be another fundamental shift that, that maybe the uh, the party towers, the GOP um, hawks, and others aren't expecting. If you look at... Uh, some of the Ron Paul platform traditional candidates—they're already winning their primaries, and some states have already been taking over, like uh, the Alaska GOP. They've had their entire charter changed nice.
3: by Ron hmm. Paul
5: supporters taking over the party.
3: Wow, nice. And
5: uh, I think uh, you're just going to see more and more of that. But I had one other uh, comment about yes, the uh, financial tips you guys were talking about earlier. Yeah. Yeah. If you have any amount of money that's you know over five or ten grand. Get it out of dollars and put it into something that's going to actually keep its value. Good point. Like gold it's, it's or good idea.
2: Gold and silver right now are just going up and up. I, 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 I it, I'm a little scared about how
0: high they're going to go.
2: But
4: it, if the dollar seem continues to be reading, at this point, well, it's daily records,
0: the,
3: and so is silver.
0: Historically, yeah. as the dollar weakens, gold and silver and precious metals go up. I mean, it's it's that's a, pretty much something you can count
3: on. But let's keep this in perspective. The high for gold was approximately eight hundred fifty dollars an ounce around nineteen eighty. Silver was about fifty five dollars, but that was in nineteen eighty dollars. In today's okay. dollars, the high is probably for gold twenty two hundred, and we're not even close to that yet. We're not even half well, there yet. A
5: lot way. of uh, commodities speculators and analysts are saying that you know two three thousand an ounce is is definitely possible with gold. But um, I would also uh, tell everyone to keep an eye on March 31st when Japan's uh, fiscal year ends and uh, the effects of the yen carry trade are going to have uh, dire consequences on metal holders. So,
0: All right, man, you'll have to check here back here in and remind us about that, about that one. Frank, thanks for the call tonight and the discussion. We appreciate it. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I wouldn't get too caught up in all of the Ron Paul congressional candidates as far as, you know, thinking that something fundamental is going to change there simply because I have a feeling a lot of them are just more wolves in sheep's clothing, uh, people that are just kind of they're, they're trying to, to capture the Ron Paul activists and get them to work for them. Well, if, you know, you don't, if you don't have a candidate that signed the small government pledge, you don't have somebody who's serious in my book and I think a lot I of these people are the just... the ones that
2: Ron Paul endorses, likely he's done some vetting there. I would. Hope. I would guess
0: so. I um, would hope so.
2: But you're, but you're most right. Of them he has not. Endorsed. The Republican Party essentially says, um, you know, when, when they're not in power, they say the
0: same things as right. the libertarians do. Oh,
2: fiscal conservatives going to be you're in the budget and government right. spending too many government programs. So blah, if blah, you're blah, another blah.
0: Pa- if you're a power-seeking Republican, as most of them are and you want to get elected, what do you do? You say, I'm a Ron Paul Republican. I'm for smaller government. especially Because I need never... the money that you're going to give me and all the campaign support. Right, especially if you've never been elected before and you've got no track record whatsoever, then you can say whatever the hell you want to say. Oh, yeah, I've always been a fan of Ron Paul. Sure, come on board, help my campaign. I need some money.
3: But you know what, even, even if you assume that 25% of them are authentic, mm-hmm. that's still a lot more than we have in Congress now. And you have to try. You have to at least uh, do what you have to to ascertain if that person is sincere or not. Because right, because that's we, all we, I'm saying. Yeah, just Just, be just imagine if we had ten Ron Pauls in Congress. rather oh, than would And we can have that. Well, they could swing some votes at that point, which would be. Uh, I think that'd be fantastic. They can stop a lot of bad laws from happening. Right.
0: Just be careful. These are politicians you're dealing with. Always remember that. Just because they happen to say something that sounds good doesn't mean anything. Yep. It's synonymous with liar. Yep, one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Unscreened to the amp line. Who is this? Mac. Mac in Georgia. What's on your mind?
6: I'm good, Mac. Um, was listening. I know I'm a couple of days late, but I was thinking about the border fence thing. Yeah. Want to talk about uh, government wasted money? Thinking about the Joint Strike Fighter project. The Joint
0: Strike Fighter project?
6: Yeah, the F twenty two project.
2: Oh yeah, that was a disaster. What? Wait, what? What is this? I I don't have all the specifics the on it, but I saw military. it. The
6: military. The military is thinking about, um, but the military is putting billions of dollars into modernizing this air fleet, especially with the, um, Air Force, Marines, and, uh, Navy. They think they're trying to get one, um, one or two fighter jets for, for all three services. And I think when they started, it was supposed to be like about 45 billion per plane, 45 million per plane. And I think, Per plane, it has (laughs) triple.
0: Of course. Hang on. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. Toll free, 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll free line. Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls here. By the way, uh, if you want to help support the show, we'd love for you to go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. You've got to buy stuff to live life, and Amazon's got the stuff you need. In 41 categories, used and new, amazon.freetalklive.com is the portal you want to enter through if you want a percentage of your sale to go to freetalklive. So that's amazon.freetalklive.com. Back to the amp line and back to Mac in Georgia. Mac, what else was on your mind tonight?
6: Oh. But what I was saying about the um, Joint Strike Fighter Project was that, you know, you would think that the government would learn not to throw the money into a black hole, but, you know, that it's getting to the point that the that the fighters that we do have, like the F-16 and the F-18, they're getting to the point that they're falling apart in the sky. matter of fact, uh, there was a crash in Alabama wow. last month, and a pilot was killed, and it traced back to those stress factors in the um in the airframe. Mm. These planes are like twenty years old and they you know they're horse them.
0: <laughs> yeah, you'd think with all the money they had coming in they could at least keep uh, at least upkeep their uh, their equipment, but they're not even very good at that, huh?
6: I mean I mean you gotta think about it once you use stuff after a while, you can put you can put a million dollars into something and it's still gonna fall apart just because of age.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now Mac you used to be a military policeman,
6: right? I'm I'm still military police. I used
0: to be civilian police. <laughs> okay, you are a military policeman. Gotcha. Now we uh we were talking earlier about these uh the Marines that threw the dog the puppy off the cliff and actually during the break uh, our internet listeners have been able to hear me listening to uh watching some of these other videos because the the puppy being thrown off the cliff is just you know. Only the tip of an iceberg. There have been several other videos that have come out. I watched two so far this hour that have uh, shown Marines whooping it up and ha hee hawing and having a good old time uh, blowing up dogs. Uh, other videos show them shooting dogs. So this is not unusual. Did you ever come across some of these people? Uh, or were you aware of these people being in the military with you?
6: Yeah, I mean, in the unit I'm in now, mostly retired people, some active duty, but, you know, they're not, we usually don't had to deal with um sadistic people. <laughs> he usually goes in and they do something they get kicked right out. But um when I was in ROTC in high school, I had an ROTC instructor, he used to be uh used to be a an MP and then he became a sniper, and then he became a um a drill instructor before he retired. And um he was telling me about how he used to throw dogs off a of, um off a of railroad bridge and in one case the the train actually was coming through and hit the dog and in another case Ugh. he was telling me that that he shot a cat and with a sniper rifle and the bullet sliced the cat in half. And, I bet it did. I mean, all kind of stuff.
0: These are the people, and these people are psychopaths. People that yeah. can do horrible things to animals are the kinds. Of, I guess they're the kind of people the military's looking for because um, uh, they don't have. A, they don't really have any appreciation for life at all, and they don't mind hurting other people. And it's just, I mean, the, they they found that people that are you know abusive to animals are likely to grow up to be killers. Of humans. It's not
6: that it's not that they're looking for them. It's just that it's the same it's the same situation like police.
0: Yep, right. They seek they're it drawn out there. Right, they, because they know they can get away with killing people and not get in trouble for it. Right.
6: I mean, I mean, some in some cases, you know, standards standards are low. You know, just like for law enforcement, standards you know they're improving, but standards are low in the military. You know? Incompetent, incompetence Um, long as you're a person. It doesn't matter how dumb you are or anything like that. As long as you can just follow commands, you know, you will them.
0: There you go. That's, that's spoken from a man who is uh, in the military. Mac, thanks for the call tonight, dude. 800-259-9231. If you're a yes person, there you go. You're in. And if you don't mind killing people, in fact, these guys appear to like it. Just listening to them laugh. After blowing up a dog. it It is. It is shocking. But I, I,
2: I try not to indict the entire military by the. Uh, the Did I guys. indict the
0: entire military? I'm just saying
2: uh, that I, I try not to indict the entire military by, uh, you know, these guys that happen to be wearing the uniform. But, man, there are a lot of videos out there. And I just I, I think that it's, you know, that it's not just those people, but it's the situation that they're put in
0: at the same time. I think that it twists their minds. Here's a uh, an email that came in from Tyrone. He says, Hey guys, I'd like to say I love the show and have been listening for a little while now. Before I go on, I must say, please be patient, for I went to government school. So did I, Tyrone. Uh, for years now, considered myself a true American patriot, but boy was I naive. After going to different patriot sites on the internet, I was heartbroken and disillusioned at the fact that I was unwelcomed. The patriots didn't want my type around or my health. But why? I was a hard-working, good person, no criminal record, and I'm a vet. So you might wonder why wouldn't they want me among their ranks? Well,
2: I'm guessing the first name.
0: I'm a black man. And that's why I'm so skittish about joining the Free State Project, because some people might not want me around. It I'm may old be enough true. Know, hold on, he's almost done. I'm old enough to know it's not everybody. But how many does it take to make a person feel uncomfortable? Thank you, and please keep up the good work from Tyrone. It may, it may very well be true. I don't know. But I haven't
2: met any Free State Project member that I would have uh, that I would believe to be um, bigoted. At least not not more than the the, the slight amount of bigoted that uh, sort of most people have. You know, just people being different than that that kind of thing. But I think they're more
0: welcoming, as as the, how I would see it. I agree. At least the ones that are around here that I interact with, I don't see a speck of uh, of, of hatred for others. They, they, the people that are around here, at least, they judge people on an individual basis.
3: That's what a libertarian should do. And I concur with you, too. All the people I've met in the Free State Project have been very welcoming, and, and we would welcome Tyrone like any, everybody else. Now, that's, not to, now that's, that's the Free State Project members and the people that we
0: associate with. But that's not to say that there won't be racists in New Hampshire— Really? Racists are all over this country. I don't think
2: that they. Here, you know, <clears throat> to, for racism to really happen, you have to have a sizable population of you know, the, 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 the race. That, um, yeah, you know, but you've the, also got like 97% white people right, in New Hampshire. That's the as well. point that I'm actually making. The fact is, there aren't enough black people here in New Hampshire for the white people to hate them. Or feel yeah, but
0: don't you think that racists would move to a place like New Hampshire or Vermont or something like that? I think in racists,
2: order to... if they're going to move for their color, are going to move to Idaho. Um, <laughs> you know, that's I, I'm sorry to say, but that's sort of where they end up. Uh, you know, the, that's the that's the one that has the, uh, the 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 reputation, as it were. Let
0: now, me give I, you an example of the you know the fact is there are racists all across America. Don't try yeah. to pretend like there aren't going to be some in New Hampshire. Uh, recently, there was a Live Free or Die festival down in nearby Jaffrey, which is a smaller town to the southeast of mm-hmm. uh, of Keene. And it was a couple of years back, actually, that they Has had it been this, that long. It was before we came here, actually. It was. But right I before,
2: went to the one. The Live Free or Die. So oh, there's one
0: every year. So okay. it was a few years ago, right before we arrived, that uh, they had one of these festivals, and apparently some racists showed up mm-hmm. and made themselves known, I guess. Okay. And they were ostracized uh from that from as i understand it from that festival and you know a lot of people said look if these guys are here next year we are not coming back next year and so you know well
2: you we really you really can't when it comes to a festival an open air festival like that you really can't control who comes and who doesn't but um i i you know the the, the biggest thing you can do is just make them feel uncomfortable right those people were all i'm saying is they were made made to
0: feel uncomfortable and they were ostracized so,
2: i have never seen anything like that here i've seen a couple a couple of red uh, of uh, the uh, rebel flags, the Confederate flags, mm-hmm. uh, the Virginia cavalry flag, or whatever, on the back of uh, that doesn't mean anything. Just it doesn't mean that Southerner. necessarily. It you know it's it's sort of a little uh, warning light. Could just be a flip you to the you know the Yankees, right? It, yeah. it could very well be that. Um, it, a lot of things. I like the Confederate flag. I like the way it looks. I think it's a beautiful flag. However, I wouldn't put one on the back of my car simply because I know that it, some people would see it and feel bad. You know, growing up, in, their feelings.
3: growing up in New England like I did, and I went away for a while came back, I would say New Englanders tend to be a bit more tolerant than uh, other regions of the country in general. Uh, and, and up here, the farther north you get, it seems to be even more so. So, because they just don't have um, uh, the... Um, uh, Polarization that they do. If you go to New York, for example, there's all these different um, ethnic groups, and right. they all they all have n- pet names for each other. Like,
2: there's there's enough of them that they can grow that they can grow upset with them. Here it's just it's just not so. There's just not, if I see a black guy in town, I, I run up and hug him, is what I say. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't actually run up and hug black people in town. But you want to? But I do. You know, I'm yeah. I'm glad to see them. I am happy that they're here. A little color, for a, New uh, yeah, a little something. <laughs> I you know I I have learned the the names of the 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 Chinese people at the the Chinese restaurant. Restaurants. I try to make sure that right. every, you know, that those people feel particularly welcome. I
0: like it when I see Mexicans up here too. Cause, yeah, well, I mean they've really
2: come up a long way. I
3: found yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> you also don't see as many re- religious zealots here either. The religious people here tend to be more tolerant than, than other places I've been.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I, I have never seen, I, well, not that I would encounter very many of them, but uh, even the religious people that I, the, the overtly religious people that I know are religious are not zealotous or or hateful Well, I've seen way. a few
2: um, of the abortion bumper stickers, you know, where there's a whole bunch of oh, them. Oh, they're up that here. That kind of thing. And they, they pick but it, it outside. it's not of, like Bradenton, Florida. No, where
0: it's, you know, <laughs> they pick it outside of Planned Parenthood, too. Look, you know, it's never going to be easy as a liberty-loving activist, whether you're black, white, Hispanic, whatever it is that your skin color might happen to be, it's never going to be easy what it is we're trying to do. And that's changed people's hearts and minds. And uh, I, for one, welcome people of all sorts of uh, colors and uh, genders and ages up here. If you love Liberty, you will find some great friends here in New Hampshire. There's no doubt about it. And we all have. freestateproject.org. You can uh, take control tomorrow night. We'll be back then online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.